Hey everyone, welcome to episode 59 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Type Ben. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? You're right. Uh, yeah, okay. I had a had a good Christmas. Um, you know, been a nice nice period for hobby. Every year, it always is like kind of the most productive time of the year. I find for getting stuff done. Oh, really? I see. I found it the, literally the opposite. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Christmas. I don't know whether it's because of my job and everything. Like Christmas is just like you get two days off, but the two days off you end up like cooking and spending time with the family which is lovely mm. and that's the whole point of it but it's like the least productive hobby time um for me yeah i guess I, I tend to gather up all my holiday and sort of like take it all at once then so i usually have quite a long time off uh, a bit less time this year but even so like yeah i think in terms of free time it's been cut for like a lot more of it this year that's good that's, that's what great. you want that's the that's the yeah. goal anyway um yeah. <laughs> so uh we'll go we'll come back into hobby in a second but ben before yes. we do that what are we talking about on today's episode uh today we're going to be talking about getting started with bb 2020 uh we're going to be talking about some team power rankings and also the usual games and hobby yes indeed so new year new game um there's a whole bunch of people who are coming into blood bowl this year obviously with a great expansion um well the great new starter set sorry so if you are new to blood bowl and this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome we like to support new players and we like to look at crazy rules so if you're quite casual about the game you're going to love this um in theory so we're going to look at how you get started with blood bowl 2020 um so if you are an old school player coming back in we can get you clued up and if you are a new school player just starting out we'll get you clued up as well and then yeah we're going to go into the most competitive side of blood bowl now we've got the blood bowl 2020 game and we've got the teams of legend from games workshop and we've got the expanded teams from the naf we've got uh, 29 teams in blood bowl and we have asked uh, you guys for your feedback and we've got some power rankings for we for you so you can uh, kind of go into the new season knowing who is kind of expected to be the best of the best anyway let's move on to hobby Okay, Ben, you started talking about it already. Take it away, man. You've had your sabbatical. What have you been working on? <laughs> yeah, well, just more ogres, like the AOS project, which I've sort of been working on for quite some time. Um, not that long, actually. It's only been about a month. Um, That's the one you started on stream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've done them on the last couple of streams we've done. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 really fun. I've pretty much finished the infantry in terms of painting i've just got to do some like add some rust pigment on us on a few of them that's pretty much it and then i base them all um and that's the infantry done and then it's just like the heroes and the big things like the artillery and stuff i've just been having a blast with it like i can't remember if i said last time but army painting is something that i've always been really bad at like not really had the focus and commitment to it and so it becomes something which you kind of buy a bit of and then you sort of keep adding to it and you never really <laughs> finish it um that's, that's every army ever isn't it well, yeah, I mean, it is, but this is like something I've I've gone in with just like, like, this is the army, this is 2000 points, I'm just going to do them and not start anything new. Just go in, just go in, just get it done. And yeah, 
it's, it's working. It's working. I think the motivation is still there. I'm still trying to keep the momentum because I think as soon as you stop, it becomes harder to get back on. But. Oh, that's definitely true. So I need to get some shots of yours actually to put on Wednesday next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take some. Yeah, got quite a lot. Uh, so a few, off, I think. Yeah, a few people have asked as well, which is pretty sweet. Oh, um, cool. So this time last year, what were you working on? Was it the Verdigree Iron Golem skies? Um, I think that was. I think that was a bit. Oh, I actually don't oh, know. Maybe it was a little bit before because you're hanging. It was a bit before because this time last year I'd have just finished the stuff we did for the hangover bowl the new yeah. year's thing and that i applied that technique onto it so i would have been doing because i did like the nurgle yeah and orcs and i use that yeah i use that on is that what you're talking about yeah absolutely so like this time last year you were working through the verdigree stuff and using like some rust stuff and now you've yes. applied it to an entire army at the end of the year it's just quite so, cool to... yeah it's not quite the same it's not quite the same i've done i've done a more of a shortcut one on this because that would take quite a long time to do that on an army hey that's learning yeah. like, that is like learning yeah, how to do it it quicker is. and better is like bang on the money yeah i like it right question for you have you finished you... the nobles yet have i finished the nobles yeah. uh <laughs> i still haven't done the yoga <laughs> like like yeah um I do need to finish him, but like I said, I've kind of started this now and I don't want to stop. No, 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 that's and wicked. It's not like I can use them anyway, so there's no real rush. No, we've got at least six more weeks where we can't do anything uh, like film or anything, so uh, I've kind of... Yeah. I was working on the Necro team and uh, yeah, lockdown's here and it's kind of like, well, pressure's off for a little while. I did get some of my guys started, the uh, spiders something. haven't quite figured out the, the name, but they're my Necro team with all the spiders on. I did... No. I did well because of that. I spent some time and finished my nobility team and the Black Orc team. I got them all built, did some head swaps, did some hand swaps just to try and make them a little bit. I, I am, I am. This is a really strange feeling, but I'm actually like, you know, the rage that fought befalls on everybody when it's like, I've got to buy two boxes of a team for extra positionals. Yes. I'm actually really sad that you, you kind of only need the one box for nobility. Um, well, no, I'm not sad about that. That's amazing. I am, I am really sad. I built them all, and I'm like, oh, I really want to build more of these. Like, um, I just... you can, you can get. You, there's nothing stopping you. If that's the urge, if building more is is the thing you want, there's nothing stopping you getting another box. But well, it's I'm gonna really have to, good. I'm gonna have to figure out another reason to pick up a second one of these teams because they're awesome. Like, yeah, I, I was, I the the black orcs I was smitten by when they landed, and building them was like absolutely fine and they're, they're all alternate heads which is an absolute doddle so you kind of build the team in no time with the with the nobility one you kind of i don't know you don't get a lot of you have to work at making some of the miniatures different some of the miniatures individual and mm. i think because i started it I just kind of like ah oh, i didn't i didn't take as much opportunity to change some stuff as i should have done because i didn't want to stray too far away from the team and i'm like oh, i wish there was like a third and a fourth blitzer although as far as the roster is concerned i wish there was a third and a fourth blitzer but yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, that would just be much better but yeah i don't know i was just like ah, oh, oh i've built them now um oh maybe i can pick up a second box to use for owa there you go there we go that's a pretty good sorted. idea yeah sorted. I I think for my extra alignment, I've been using the humans and just printing off some like sort of feathery heads. Um, I sort of found on Thingiverse, and I think that's a pretty good head swap because I want them to be the journeyman because I want them to look different. Ah, uh, that's a like, good idea. Not quite as stylish. So, aren't the humans a bit bigger than the ability though? They're, They're a bit chunkier. Yeah, a bit chunkier. But, you know, <laughs> the linemen are definitely not armor seven anyway. So, 
<laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Or eight plus, isn't it? I think this is going to be one of those teams where the uh, the nameplates are really, really, really important. Um, yeah, definitely. I've tried to differentiate because I actually love the blitzers, and when I think you and I are talking through the team and everything, like the actual blitzer, like the way they work, I'm really excited to see this team on the pitch. I, I'm really excited. Uh, to see I, how I they can't level. wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm super hyped to run them as a team. So, I think they're going to be a real challenge, but a really rewarding one. I think every sort of good play you make will be really well deserved. Yeah, they're kind of like uh, Edge 3 plus Kemri. Um. <laughs> yeah, kind of without the punch. <laughs> yeah, without the strength. No, what we need to do, Ben, is get some tabletop simulator on the go. Um, yeah, I think we should. I think we do. A load of people on YouTube have been sort of saying, you guys need to get on this. So we're like, oh, we just can't film because we can't play games. I'm like, just use Tabletop Simulator. It's going to be fine. Yeah, there's so, no excuse really, man. Yeah, I think we need to need to get that sorted. So yeah, I built the Black Orc team. I built the Human Ability team. I did some conversions. I, I stored with the Necro team. I did, however, manage to print an entire Blood Bowl team. I showed it off on uh, Whit Wednesday. It is the Squirrel team. Um, and it's just absolute bunch of squirrels and some cool treatment I found. Um, I think they're called like blights or something. I've, I've they are, they are pretty cool looking tree men, yeah. Yeah, I've kind of scaled them up. There. I went with them because they are gnarly enough, but they are kind of cartoony, so it kind of fits. Yeah, the, it fits the forest sort of element, like the cartoony element. And uh, these squirrel STLs by a, a chap called Ronald Grant, and they're on um, they're on my mini factory, and they're pretty wicked. Um, you know, I did the. I think what, what you suggested, Ben, which is do the mirror thing. So I've got at least mm -hmm. two squirrels positions, and I've printed off a bunch of bases so that they're kind of ever so slightly angled, like differently. It's not enough to make uh, differentiation, so I've begged him to make some more, um, make some more squirrels. Just, just, just adjust them. Just drop the arm. Just move the arm. Just make it so that I can print off an entire squirrel team. Um, because yeah, acorns are awesome. <laughs> that's it like come on buddy come on you can do this like i'll start a kickstarter <laughs> for you it's fine i think people want people want a squirrel team um it's it's out i there. think you want a squirrel team I'm, well i'm only doing it because there's like um eric uh, expert beard has made his own out of like random tiny that's squirrel miniatures and stuff there's there's there is definitely a market of at least seven to nine people that would uh <laughs> would want, <laughs> that would want a squirrel team uh, i didn't think i was going to be one of them but tiff likes them so i'm like ah cunning plan here like these yeah, are your, that these is are your treatment these are your squirrels we can we can do this give them all acorn stats and she'd win Ah, just, they're just snotlings. Give him all acorn stats. This is frenzy. He has to block him as well. It'd be absolute <laughs> carnage. Um, yeah. It's it's been really good fun doing some of the tournament rosters though, and chucking acorn in there. Like, mm. uh, I think like chaos dwarves. When I did the chaos dwarf video, I was like, actually, you know what? Acorn works here because you are going to have guard spam, and um, having a cheeky eighty k frenzy claw dude that's going to get those two die frenzy blocks along the front line or whatever it is is actually going to be awesome. Plus, he's got a three plus rerollable dauntless against most folks. Yeah, I was like, wow, for eighty k, he's like a weird little secret weapon. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking it in many teams. So. There's um, when I did the monthly meta this week, which is a show I do the first Monday of every month, we look at what's legal and what's lethal in Blood Bowl. So what's like current in the meta and what's doing well in the meta. There currently is no meta, hence we're doing an entire show or an entire segment on the power rankings to kind of predict it. Um, but there's I previewed three tournaments and I think two of the three 
two of the three, basically Acorn wasn't legal. Um, <laughs> one of them did come back and actually in the comments was like clarified because the, the rules were like uh, star, only star players in the 2020 rulebook and the Spike 11 are legal. I was like, ah, oh, Acorn doesn't count. I was like, I don't understand why people don't like Acorn. Apparently, and I get this now, someone explained it, really well written answer, was like, um, this is to stop the whole uh, Gracken Crumbleberry version 1 coming back. Um, like, Acorn is a joke, it's a meme thing, and it's perfectly manageable. But if they drop another, because when Gracken Crumbleberry landed, it was just massively OP. Um, right. They were like, it's to stop that from happening. And I was like, I hadn't considered that just because there's one acorn miniature doesn't mean they won't just drop another acorn or another something else that kind of comes out of left field and ends up being very overpowered for Blood Bowl. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough, you've got me there. So yeah, printed a team. That was pretty sweet. Printed a whole bunch of spaceships as well because I love spaceships. Um, and some boats well yeah just been doing a little bit of hobby not had a huge amount of time but uh found some 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 time to do that stuff i have kind of broken my printer it's just not printing and print things are printing at weird angles with bits missing so it's okay these things these things are all part of the journey ben you'll have this little break and then you'll be like oh i miss it and then you'll print it and it'll work again and it'll all be good and yeah it's been quite it's nice good. like not having because i've tent i've chain printed since I got mm. it, like literally yeah. since I got it, I like it's been, I'll pop out before I go to bed and take it out, clear in a print, put another print on before I go to work, go out, change the print over. So just like two prints a day, which is why I've got this table full of resin, like nightmare. It's awesome. Um, and it just feels weird to not be chain printing. Although we do now have a reason to print stuff. We can't talk about it just yet, but like I, there is a very, very exciting reason for, uh, well, Very both much. of our printers to start doing some stuff, which is pretty cool. And um, we got a few other things yep. to talk about today as well. But yeah, so yeah. hobby-wise, I've been doing that. Uh, what's next for you, Ben? Um, so probably carry on with this. Uh, I got some really cool, nice like orc things from from Artel W, which are really good. I'll show oh, them. I'll show them on camera. Artel do some orcs. absolute ridiculously nice stuff. Yeah, I, I've just got these in front of me because it's like the motivation to finish my projects because I'm just like, I really want to paint these. Um, so it's kind of, they're just there looking at me. Uh, they're beautiful though. You look up, I think they're called like, I remember what they're called, the Iron Something on a, on RTLW. But if you go on their website, it'll be there. But they are they are cool. They are cool. We're not, I'm not sure. I'm only shilling them because I love them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are absolutely like massive. And that bike you built or have mm. got to build. Have you built it? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I've built it. I have built it. And it was in like yeah. 35 pieces. More than that. I think it's 55. Oh, it's, it was yeah. ridiculous. It was just this little baggie of resin that Ben chucked. Um, if I remember, I'll, put it, I'll try and put it on the screen. Uh, it was like <laughs> a metal mini, how heavy it is. It was ridiculous. And then the ex the, the instructions were like, it was like this expanded diagram. It's like the kind of thing you'd get in like an engineering manual. No kind of order, <laughs> no kind of structure to it. Uh, I was just like, I was just terrified at the prospect of it. But I don't know, like Ian said, you orc players, you just like, was he said build and believe or believe yeah and build. yeah it's like does it go there doesn't really matter <laughs> just put it there anyway as long as it looks cool the orcs will find a way to yeah. make it work exactly um, i do like guns that. like not connected to anything or like bullets <laughs> that just aren't they don't have any chambers for them yeah we're um, um no go for it man oh no i was just gonna say and the other the other thing was nurgle as well because i think i'm gonna get try and get a nurgle team painted for new season as well 
uh, I, I really? Team, I really? Yeah, I think I think the Nurgle was going to be the second team, the new league. So I've got them on the on the desk as well, kind of like looking at me, thinking, but they're enough. awful. <laughs> exactly, but that's kind of why I want to make them work. I mean, we're going to talk about it later in the power rating. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the beauty of tier two yet. teams like ben just wants to be the underdog master they're not tier two we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i'm going to agree with you i think i'm going to agree with you right normally we'd bounce into well we would have already done the news but uh the one lovely thing about christmas is that um there is very little news over christmas one bit of news to talk about though um is uh, the thing that Games Workshop released, which was saying we're not going to really releasing as much stuff this year because of delays. Um, I can't remember how they worded it, but it was just like what we're going to do is a kind of preview every other week instead of every week, so you won't have a release every other week. So kind of expected a slower first six months, to be honest with you, especially with Blood Bowl. Um, we've seen the spoiler for Scroll. Yeah, we saw the spoiler yeah. for Scroll. That's pretty cool. I just can't see that landing you know a couple of months maybe it'll land in february i don't know but it's just a no star player. um i don't think we're yeah. going to see a blood bowl team um i just don't think we're going to see a blood bowl team till like may this year from games workshop we've had i mean to be fair we've had like three in one go which we've, is pretty cool we've had a fantastic run of it um we had owa snotlings the two box teams and Necro all land uh, basically during quite a serious lockdown. So like, there's not a lot of OWA games or Snotling games in BB16 have really been played. I've played some Snotlings on Fumble. That's pretty sweet for 2016 rules anyway. So that's been mm-hmm. quite entertaining. They are bad in 2016. They're significantly better in 2020, um, which I'm quite happy about, quite excited about. But they are still as close to Tier 4 as you can get, I think. Um, yeah yeah so we do have a couple of things to talk about though before we move on to our first topic and um it's really just a kind of i hate to do this but the kind of like announcements of announcements so i know that this is a very british government thing to do but there is kind of a reason so um this podcast is coming out on saturday the 9th and you should also have some uh stuff coming out from us on saturday the 9th and sunday the 10th we will be announcing if it's not already out by now, then keep an eye out over this weekend, guys. We're going to be announcing a painting competition, a fumble tournament, hopefully, and another like a rules slash design competition. Um, and we should be announcing them this weekend for kind of uh, January time. Um, also, we'll be landing the short story PDF next week. There's a couple of people I have to just check. I emailed because I haven't heard back from before I kind of release it. And I'm off next week from work, so I'll have a couple of days to finish putting it together. So end of next week, we'll have that out for you as well, which is pretty exciting. So, um, and you guys have been brilliant and recommended that we do a load of different stuff. Um, when we put out those posts saying, hey, we're going to be stuck inside for five, six weeks. What do you guys want to do? And uh, actually, these three tick a lot of it off. Um, but if you've got any other ideas of what you want us to, to do, like content-wise or anything like that, painting streams, hobby streams, they've recommended us. Like, don't worry, I'll uh, I'll mention that to Blood Tithe. Um, yeah, definitely. And, uh, I know you're big on those, Ben, so I'm on board with that as well. So we'll, uh, we'll be hanging out with you guys as much as we can. And uh, we'll just have to hunker down for this next 70 days or whatever it's going to be and just... Um, farm out some excitement and the cooler thing is that we actually do know of a couple of bits going on in blood bowl world that we actually can't talk about but is kind of coming in the next 
month to two months to three months so there is some exciting third-party blood bowl stuff coming and i've seen some of it literally seen and held some of it and it's awesome and um there's some other stuff that's coming out as well so it's it's not going to be that bad even if games workshop can't support us there's some great third-party stuff to be excited about coming along yeah um, so i'm looking forward to that and to keep us busy i want to talk about one thing ben go for Just it one thing that i mentioned which kind of falls into news category but can we talk about just for like five minutes how amazing the new lord slanesh lord is for age of sigma oh that what, weird that weird thing <laughs> that weird thing from age of sigma yeah the the it's like the lord of gluttony or something like that okay give me give me a second let's let's have a look so this is the that was the thing but that was in the release wasn't it that said hey uh there's some stuff coming next year yeah and they did like an article on this and the reason i wanted to mention it on this is yes it's aos but they're really hard supporting this mortal slash thing now for age of sigma oh and we talked about slanesh being like a possibility for something in Blood Bowl because it's just really not like they well they've got a couple of stars don't they that, that they used to have, um, which kind of were is is Lou Grip still in? Sorry, I can't Lude, remember. Lude, Lude Grip's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. But um, like I want to talk about this just because it's everything I love, and I know we discussed this a couple, on the couple of the painting streams about kind of exploring a different part of Slanesh that they haven't really touched on. It's, it's always kind of been the kind of elegant, kind of weirdly sort of like, in a way, like sexual, like Slanesh. But this going hard on the, this dude is just all about himself. And he's huge, he's fat, he's like on the back of a throne with things carrying him. And if you haven't seen it, go on the Warhammer Community article. I think it's under like example the decadent delights 2021 has in store yeah we'll put the link in the show notes i've got it up on the screen now ben as well for oh, cool. those yeah. of you watching on youtube um just, is it just me or does the this mortal slanesh thing kind of there's a there's a 300 vibe for me oh yeah there's super like persian yeah persian yeah, Xerxes, Xerxes and, yeah um, that kind of stuff like it it's it's really <laughs> it's hitting the it. style on the head um, yeah. If, if you like purple and gold and uh, gluttony and and excess, then this is absolutely bang on the money. But yeah, if if this translated over into Blood Bowl, it would be as family friendly as Blood Bowl is. It would have a unique style, and I don't know. I oh, just, I just, I, I I think you could do so much with this this direction, just this this like art direction and like style direction, because you've got so many things on this model, which could like be different parts of Slash. Like you've got like you've got like the peacock sort of woman holding a thing. Like he's you actually you can't even tell with Slash. <laughs> but like this this character has like is completely different to the one on the other side with the sword who's like in full armor. And then you've got these like ogres like pulling the chariot and then obviously the guy himself who's like really huge and like I, I just think like you could make a team out of the different you could you could make a team the from the guys on this. Yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. You've got a couple of armored warriors. You've got a priestess. You've got the head coach. You've got the the slanesh ogre dudes. They're probably slanesh spawn, aren't they? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they are. It could be. They look more mortal. They well, yeah, but spawns start off as mortal, don't they? Uh, I think they start. Yeah, I guess they start off as anything, really, don't they? 
Well, no, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, and they become all like corrupt and possessed and turn them to tentacles, isn't it? Yeah. Gifted, gifted, and just grow stuff. Yeah, but yeah, oh well, actually, the whole demon, the whole mortars of Slanesh, there's a bunch of them that have kind of uh, rented out part of their their body and sold to demons, so they've kind of taken on half demons like status, haven't they? So I wonder if these guys are kind of like yeah. that as well. Yeah, they look like it, especially the big claw hand. Yeah, they've got they've cool got Slanesh claws. Anyway, look for Slanesh to land, and they're probably gonna have a lot of dodge and claw, um, which will be yeah horrible. Which is pretty, <laughs> for pretty cool, pretty but, cool. With Starlight, no, that would be wicked. Um, dude, yeah. So that's... I just want to talk about it because it excited me so much. I think this is like the best thing they've released in like all the is that is year. that your prediction for this year then? A blood bowl. Slanesh team for game, yeah. from games. Yeah, I, re- I reckon so. I reckon we'll see a Blood Bowl Slanesh team. Okay, you go for a Slanesh team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot for a Squig team. I mm-hmm. think Games Workshop are very happy doing stunties and silly teams, and I think we're gonna have Squig something. Ben thinks we're gonna have Slanesh something. All right, we'll uh, we'll come up with an appropriate wager for it. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're both wrong then yeah. <laughs> which yeah, probably like, at, at the next tournament we run uh, that person has to run a team entirely of snotlings and nothing else <laughs> I mean you would anyway if I would enjoy that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh I love it right let's move on to our first topic Okay, so we're back. Our first topic for this episode, our first full topic, is going to be getting started with Blood Bowl 2020. So in the theme or the the kind of vein of New Year, New Game, you know, what is it? New 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 Year, New Army? Is that the thing that Games Workshop are pushing? Yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah, well then skip that. Go straight to New Game because Blood Bowl is just the Omni game. Um, so Blood Bowl 2020 has landed and there's going to be players that are coming back into the game and there's going to be players who are seeing the game for new and are thinking, huh, £26 for a team and that's everything I need to play the game? Sounds great. Or they've got the, somehow got themselves hold of the second season box or they're going to be doing it in January when it's re-released. You know, there's a ton uh, of reasons to be getting into Blood Bowl, especially with Blood Bowl 3 landing in a couple of months as well. Like, there's going to be more chance for more players to come in, which is really useful because uh, tournaments aren't going to be doing it at the moment. But, you know, um, digital stuff will massively help with that. So we thought we'd talk about, like, the, the stepping stones to getting into um, Blood Bowl 2020. I mentioned it earlier, but one thing I would like to recommend, and this is not self-promotion, but actually the monthly meta every month goes through what is legal in Blood Bowl, uh, basically what's what teams are legal, what things been added and stuff like that. So if you're playing competitive, actually just once a month, you can keep a, a, an eye on what FAQs have landed, what expansions are landed, just to keep you kind of current. But starting out with Blood Bowl 2020, Ben, what do you think is the first thing you need? Um, I think in particular this, if you were to, it's kind of an obvious thing, but like just the box set is really, really good value. Like if you want, if you wanted to get into Blood Bowl straight away, I think getting that is kind of unquestionably the best thing you could get. I agree with you completely. If you can afford it, if you can find it, uh, mm-hmm. you may be able to purchase the second season edition starter set because you get. Oh, is it hard to get? Well, they sold out, didn't they? Uh, it, well, they sold out in oh, some places. So maybe I'm maybe I've just seen a couple of things where they've sold out. Maybe it's all fine to get hold of at the moment. 
But you get your pitch, you get your rule book, and you get two teams, and you get two star players, and you get two big guys as well. Like this is why this mm-hmm. box set is so blooming good. Is previous box sets have had what I think is probably better teams for starting. But if you wanna have a game where you can play with your family and because of the expansions within it, it's basically it's basically like a starter set with two expansions right there and then inside it. You've yep. got the beginner games then you've got the games with star players then you can beef your teams out with there's there's a ton in there and um if you're just gonna farm reps against like your family if you've got a couple of kids or if you're playing with your dad or whatever you've got a bunch of games in there which is really useful i mean don't get me wrong playing the same two teams you're gonna get two different games most of the time but having the stars in there having the big guys in there you've got all the different tvs to run it out at and that is really really useful um we let's say let's just go straight to starter teams ben what do you think these two are the best teams to start out the game with though <laughs> uh really definitely not um i think we kind of like had a chat about this i can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast if we talked about it outside of it but um they're pretty complex to like learn with i think the blackhawks are a little bit simpler than the nobility but even so, this kind of like start with, there's quite a lot of weird skill interactions there's, that there's will not, happen. There's not much missing, to be honest with you, with the starter set. Uh, you get stunty, yeah. you get throw teammate, you get big guys to do stuff with, you get some of the more complex skills, brawler, grab, fend, um, stand firm, like some of the stuff you don't normally see. I mean, but that could just be because we're like 2016 heads. You know, maybe if you're coming into BB2020, you're just like, oh, yeah, Grab does this. Okay, fine. Fend does this. Okay, yeah. Fine. Like, maybe we're just like, oh, no one ever used Fend. Like, what is this nonsense? Um, but, yeah, I think they are more advanced than we're, I guess we're just used to when it comes yeah, to starting Yeah, because and Orcs, which has always been the traditional one, like, they are pretty simple teams. You can build them complex. You can make them complex, but starting out, they're quite straightforward. Like you look at sort of human skills and orc skills, like in comparison to what they start with, and it's pretty straightforward. And they're quite not mirrored as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, your orcs have blitz. Your humans have blitzes. Your orcs have blitzes. Your humans have a throw. Your orcs have a throw. Um, it is kind of interesting that they didn't rebox it with humans, orcs, and then just a, a the big guy of each and a sprue of um, a sprue of goblins and a sprue of halflings for each team. See, I'm glad they didn't, though, because I think this appeals a lot more to the existing player base, which they definitely know exists. Like, how they marketed it was very much also to the existing players. I think even more so than new players, because they had the things like other playtesters talking about the differences to the old edition, which is definitely something kind of for the the older players. Um, Even though they uh, didn't mention the re-rolls, which I find absurd. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge change. Um, but I, I think I think it's good that they're two new teams because yeah, like like myself and you and everyone else who we know in the community who's picked one up has had now two brand new teams, which is really good with the rule book, um, the pitch they probably already had, but now it's a really I still I still oh, think this pitch is a really really pitch nice is pitch. Awesome, yeah, really good pitch. Like two top side. We talked about it last week on the last episode, didn't we? Um, yeah. You know both really clear sides both different sides it's awesome love the pitch and it's got the full rule book in it so like as far as starter sets go this is like i think you're, you're bang on ben this is an absolutely superb place to start whether you are 
getting back into Blood Bowl, whether you are upgrading from old to new or whether you are just starting out with the Blood Bowl game as, as it is. Um, I think the only challenge is that it makes uh, kind of like how to play videos and stuff like that way more complicated. Um, and one thing I think miss- yeah. is missing from the game is like a, a quick play, like, hey, here's the skills for quick play without fend, without grab, without brawler and just stuff like his strength is how this works. However, I, the Games I Workshop could, drops some great videos on it. Yeah, but I, I think you could still do that. I think if you're teaching a new player, you could just use Black Orcs as like um, the big ones from the Orc team or something and then just regular humans or like do you know what I mean? Or maybe just yeah, even yeah, yeah. use them as orcs and then like just clash them as like vanilla human linemen and orc linemen just to teach the rules of the game. Maybe even you could ignore maybe even ignore skills for like the first part. That's what I mean, just the linemen. Yeah. Well, I mean, because yeah. you've got goblins who are strength two and you've got black orcs who are strength four. That will give you enough variety within the gameplay to understand True. the strength element of it. Then you've got, yeah. you know, agility and the black orcs have got worse agility and the linemen have got worse agility. So it kind of, that might not, that's, that's probably a really good way of starting it out um and then you kind of introduce it um i don't know I guess. and then you go into the interactions between grab and fend and wrestle and like <laughs> brawler and stuff like that yeah, yeah i i mean grab is cool fend is interesting i, I do like the way they are actually quite simple rules but they allow you so much choice that you can get it right and you can get it wrong. So they've gone in at an entry level here with some very medium tier two teams where you make good choices, you will benefit. You make bad choices, you'll be penalised. And um, that's that's probably great for a box set that's landing during this kind of situation where there's not much uh, opportunity to play outside of your own household. Now, mm-hmm. Tiff not a massive fan uh, played sevens with me a couple of times we were hoping to get all of blitz bowl season two because actually that's the kind of thing where you score victory points and do kind of stuff and i was like we can get away with that but uh not so much anyway we're farming harry potter hogwarts battle so that's right <laughs> that's all right i can see it though i think blood bowl is like if, if you're thinking of getting someone into it you know and you're like you're really keen on it, it it's a com- very it's a competitively minded game like you have to be willing to you know win which i think some people turns people off in some games i know i've played with my with my girlfriend and she doesn't really like competitive games because i'm a terrible winner <laughs> and, <laughs> and an even worse loser and so, yet you're dedicated um, to running tier two and tier three teams in blood bowl i mean yeah like well that's what i mean yeah it's just yeah no i, I don't know all right that's it it's, that's it's, what it's happens to ben. If, yeah. if if a slanesh team does not land but a squig team does I'm going to make you go to a tournament and run a tier one team. That's going to be your punishment. That's going to be yeah. your forfeit. <laughs> You're going to have to run Skaven. Yeah. You've got a lovely Skaven team. They've all got their raincoats on. <laughs> I almost did, actually. I, I did you almost did. run Skaven you last did. year. You were saved by um, COVID. Um, I did Amazons in, in Sewer Bowl. That was filthy. So, oh, yeah. I've had a bit of cheese experience. Ah, Amazons. Amazons, Amazons, Amazons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the starter set is great but let's say you are yeah. coming back into it um and you've got some stuff from 2016 the reason i say you've got some stuff from 2016 is because the models have scaled up from the olden times uh to now and quite frankly all of the models are better um when it comes to games workshop there are some models that are fiddly to build that, but all the models are great like there's just not really a bad team um from a style point of view from a miniature point of view so yeah you know say you've got a couple of teams from 2016 you've got the new scale stuff the rule book covers 
what, 20 teams, 21 teams? Yeah, uh, that's that's an absolute ton. So you get the rule book. You've got all the rules for all the star players that are available at the moment, with the exception of Acorn. You've got the rules for all the teams that you can go to Games Workshop or your local game store and order and buy right now. And then, you know, you can just pick up the rule book if you've got the starter sets from 2016. Or if you've got somebody you might like to play with, it might not be the worst thing in the world to pick up the 2016 starter set on eBay and just get the rule book. Yeah, it's honestly, honestly not a bad shot at all. So you got the starter set. You need the pitch. You need two teams. You need the rule book. There's a digital version. The box it comes with the box set, and it's also available separately. So that will get you started with. And then all you do from that point on, this is why I absolutely love Blood Bowl, is all you do is buy more teams. That's all That's you need bit. to do. There is, yeah. I mean, we love building tournament rosters. We love looking at star players and inducements and other stuff you can do. But realistically, all you need to do is buy a team and you are good to go. There's no deck building element. There's no like, I need to brew this up. There's no like in some of the other games where it's like, oh, do I arm this guy with a shotgun or a last gun? Like, what's going to be better? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You just build the team. Like, there's not even, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not even any box sets where there are a player that you can build as one type or another. I don't know, not in Games Workshop boxes, no. Yet, although I can see them doing that in the future. I think they should do that in the future. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, Upgrade kits, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I tried that. Um, in fact, just had a comment uh, saying, moaning about Upgrade kits on the... Um... Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> moaning about that, about the, the Skaven one. Hmm. There was the expansion kit with the four guys, the two gutter runners, the thrower, and the blitzer. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, uh, I think someone mentioned it. I can't remember where they mentioned it. Mark, could it have been on stream? Could it have been on, on a questionnaire we had? It was like, um, like upgrade sprues for, so you can buy like a unit of like clan rats or something and then turn them into blood ball pairs. Like have shoulder pads yeah, and helmets. They did suggest that. That's sweet. That's yeah. Sweet. And that's we, a cool idea. We should, maybe we should crowdfund that to be like just like blood bowl expansion gear and find that it would be really good just all, all you need yeah all we need is shoulder pads helmets and open hands yeah or fists yeah. like so it doesn't look like weapons Knuck, knuckle dusters uh, is what you need yeah oh yeah of course yeah open fist, open hands and knuckle dusters with shoulder pads helmets and knee pads as well with spikes uh, I yeah. don't know. Maybe we should find a digital artist to just like be like, hey, "Pretty good idea." Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Let us know if you're interested, uh, because we could, we could. I don't know. We, I'm feeling good about this year. We can make it happen. We're, we're doing yeah. stuff this year. We're going to do stuff this year. We could do that. So that's all you need. It's just a team, the rule book, a pitch, and a victim. That's everything you need. Now, everything else is kind of surplus, and this is where it can get a bit scary. And this is why I think it's really worth us having this chat through, Ben, because there are expansions in white dwarf well one expansion in a white dwarf there's the spike 11 that's come out there's the card pack and there's the team card pack for dwarfs and for skaven and there's the team of legend pdf and there is the naf pdf as well which is mega optional but really good fun so definitely pay attention to that and all of these expansions you you don't need you don't need and it's, if you're playing with friends stick with the rule book like stick with the rulebook until you're ready if you've got a league you'll have people there that can kind of you can work with to figure out the rules to figure out the expansion teams um or who can introduce you to them because that's how blood bowl leagues work i mean ben you landed um and i think bb16 was actually 
far worse organized than blood bowl 2020 is at the moment like to get into yeah um i mean how did you feel about discovering like the corn team and everything uh yeah it was kind of like you know saw the light really um saw there was a corn <laughs> team and i was just like well i've got to have one of those <laughs> <laughs> but i think even um even like chaos renegades was a team that wasn't in but there was the there were all all there wasn't in the teams of legend pdf i don't think it was on the thing that did it there was a naf pdf yeah which had everything um uh, yeah that's the teams list was awesome for that yeah that 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 i kind of like just always referred to um super handy i think um i think fumble have done a great job of collating everything for global 2020 yeah so i think that's going to be a pretty useful resource um especially yeah, when agree. they upgrade in a month or two to the new system um that'll be quite cool but anyway there is the spike 11 the spike 11 has the same rules for the team that the blood bowl rulebook does it's just got some optional extras for you you've got a few extra stars you've got some inducements they're optional as well you've got some cool league rules again that's optional now i love this spike this spike is awesome if they bring up more i'm going to be just insanely excited so if you start out with blood bowl rulebook teams pitch don't worry about anything else nothing else matters then i would say get spike 11 for the fluff and for the extra rules because that will massively guide you as to this is the next step for blood bowl like this is the next part of adding to the game because it adds everything adds inducements adds star players adds special rules adds pitch rules adds everything spike 11 is a really good kind of indicator as to where to go next what do you think to that ben yeah i agree um and it's pretty like i think the good things with the spikes is it's quite like a low price like it, it's they're pretty cheap and for it you get like a good like sort of evenings read that just will just hype you up to play they do a really good job of like making you want to play blood bowl especially in playing it in like certain ways especially the spike 11 one i think like the league rules and stuff like that it would just kind of it would just really make you feel it's, it's quite i think with spike 11 um it's quite on theme with halloween which i don't know at the time it was still nearly halloween when we read it which yeah. kind of felt <laughs> it did feel appropriate didn't it yeah reading that in like february or something with my I, I don't know how it would feel but um it's still really well written and as you say it kind of adds the inducements and adds everything to play the next step and it's seven pounds 65 you can go to yeah. a toyman and pick up one for 7.65 like i what was it tiff picked up a magazine it was like oh it was a christmas card like it was like a make your own christmas cards and she was like oh that'll be nice to do for an afternoon and it cost me 12 pounds spike magazine is just so much better and much cheaper than a rubbish card magazine um, we we cannot judge about like hobby spending that's nothing <laughs> for, like games workshop spending so let's let's not judge let's not throw shade because we are worse than that <laughs> much shade it was 12 pounds <laughs> no <laughs> we've, we've established 12 pounds is the uh the, oh i can just drop that money yeah. and games workshops like speak so that's <laughs> i don't know i think it's gone up to 15 pounds now but but eight pounds yeah. for a spike magazine is an absolute no-brainer that the fluff is great the rules stuff is great so and you just you just chill out and read it and like i think you said ben it will inspire you to play which may be dangerous currently but i don't know that sums up blood bowl for me so you've got the rule book you've got the starter set you've got your gear then you go spike 11 
there's a whole bunch of stuff you don't need to care about that we're going to talk through anyway. So Teams of Legend PDF from Games Workshop. This is an official document that's got six more teams in it. It's got the Amazons, which are kind of... It's got the Amazons and the Norse. So the Norse are Viking people. They've got a cool yeti and they've got some werewolf dudes that are absolutely hench. The whole team's got block. There is a female version of it called the Amazon team. Instead of having block, they've got dodge and nothing fun at all in their team. There's no big guy. There's no special. It's just people with dodge and a slightly different skill. I don't like Amazons, but that's okay. Lots of people do and they are very good. Then there is uh, the Tomb Kings, which is another undead-style team, which is basically Egyptian skeletons. They've got some big dudes. There's four strength five guys. Everybody's got rubbish agility, um, but it's still it's quite cool. It's like a tier two challenge, like Ben said. And you've got the High Elves, which are basically elf team with no flavor, which makes me very sad because High Elves actually do have a ton of flavor. It's just they forgot that when writing this team's rules. Um, <laughs> Uh, ben loves the high elf You're team. shady today, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they were just so close. They were just so close. Like, oh, give me proper high elves. Give me proper high elves with, like, high elf stuff going on. Lothan Seaguard. Oh, yeah, man. A Lothan Seaguard list would be sweet. And they do need to bring back sea elves at some point because Eldril exists and he's a sea elf. So it's going to be interesting to see if they ever bring back sea elves. Ideneth Deepkin, Ben? You could do it. Yeah, you could do it. It would definitely trigger some people who hate the idea of AOS getting into Blood Bowl in any way, shape, or form. Doesn't look like Games Workshop's going that way, so that's that's all right. Yeah. Um, and what else have got? Chaos Dwarves. Chaos Dwarves are a sweet tier one team. They're halfway between uh, a dwarf team and a chaos team, essentially. They're really good. Yeah. They're really good. Chaos Dwarves are really top. Uh, then you got the Vampire team, and the Vampire team uh, got done dirty, shall we say. Um, they they fell afoul of all of the rule changes and got worse in every single way. Um, so if you, if you want to look at a bunch of teams that are interesting, once you've got that, once you've got the core gear, you can have a look at that roster. If you're ever going to go to a tournament, if you're going to play in a league, these teams are going to be kicking around because they are classics of old and they are slowly getting reproduced. So the teams of Legend PDF, they did the same thing for 2016 and we've got like eight of those teams now. Like I think even Lizardmen, Lizardmen, Ogres, Halfling, they're all in the teams of Legend PDF. We've got the miniatures now. They've been sort of retconned for 2020. So I think over time we'll see these teams land and get upgraded as well, which is pretty sweet. So those are all of the Games Workshop official teams. There are also the expanded teams. So the two that the NAF landed, which is the SLAN team, which is legitimately a team of space frogs, which is interesting. And the corn team, which has got the bloodthirster and some demons. And it's all about frenzy. So SLAN are all about leap. Corn are all about frenzy. Yep. Frogs and frenzy. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna hurt your own team, one is the one to play. <laughs> I don't know, man. Slana right there with it. It's, it's actually, it's a really like, it's quite amusing that the the NAF teams are are just like, will just destroy themselves, and that's yeah. that's really fun to do. <laughs> You're either gonna punch yourself or like break your ankles. Yeah, it's gonna be carnage one way or another. But the <laughs> I'm glad they're still kicking around with some sort of suggested rules because they're unique playstyles. Frenzy Heavy Team is wicked. Bloodthirster is amazing. Ben, you've got an absolutely ridiculously nice team. The was it the Grebo Bloodshed Team? Yeah, it is a good team. It's a nice team. Um, I love that. Definitely one of my favourite um, miniature teams out there. And um, 
yeah, the Slan team, I love it. It's just really unique. It's not very good. It can be great. It's just, it's like goblins, but better. Like goblin teams, they kind of, if you're running hot dice, they are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And Slan are the same. Um, yeah, if you roll yeah. like all the four pluses in the world, it's going to be oh, great. You just, you cannot be stopped. <laughs> it's wicked. It's great fun. Um, and uh, it's quite cool to have this around. And then last but not least, you've got Acorn in the White Dwarf. 258 259 not sure which one i landed in uh you can get it digitally so it's always there for you which one was it 458 it's 458 there you go um yeah you can go buy that digitally so if you can't get hold of it and you want to have the official rules for acorn 258 go pick it up on warhammer digital um in fact you can get the spike magazine on warhammer digital as well i did both because i couldn't remember where i put my spike 11 and needed it for the show (laughs) (laughs) and you know what you can't lose a pdf it's fantastic very true Um, yeah then there are the cards, and the cards are in the rule book. But if you don't have them, you don't need to use them. There's no, you're not missing out. So there's the special play pack that has all the special play cards in. You can buy them as an inducement. Some of them are great, some of them are garbage, and that is kind of how the cards were last season as well, Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Bomb. So you don't need them, but they're there. And then there's the dwarf pack and the Skaven pack. Now these have got the stats for the teams. And they've got some special play cards that are just for those guys. So that's kind of uh, an expansion that is really up to you if you have. Um, special plays are good. Dwarf team, Skaven team, packs will be okay. You won't need them from a stat point of view. But more special play cards if you like the special play cards. And if you are playing at home with a limited environment, then special plays will add a lot. But you don't need it at all. And you probably won't see it in a competitive function, whether it's at a league or a tournament either. Uh, yeah, we don't tend in full on. We don't use them much in our league. Um, yeah, like you say, if you're against the regular opponent, definitely can add variety between games. It will add a load of variety if you do it as like a free roll. But it can they can be so swingy that it's fun if the game doesn't. If you're living just for the story, then they're awesome. If you are living for yeah. the competitive element of it, like Ben said at the beginning, then um, it's gonna be it's gonna add an element that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. I think, um, mm-hmm. which is i think apt <clears throat> probably something you can wait till later once you've sort of found your feet in the game then you can maybe think yeah maybe i'll pick those up yeah def- definitely i think you're right there ben i think if we're worried about grab offend uh and stunty players mm-hmm. then the cards are gonna make things even harder for you um it's the first pack i think i bought was the special play one and i was actually quite impressed with it oh i've got it here there we go i mean there's no doubt like they are <laughs> if if you like like hobby gadgets or like things kind of for your game that not directly your game i know i love stuff like that like trinkets and things they are really nice quality like they make really nice cards and like if they make you happy yeah if you want to buy something for blood bowl and you only want to buy things from games workshop and you've bought everything from games workshop then buy a card back it'll be a good fun half half an hour read um yeah or you can watch the unboxing we did of the special plays where we read through all of the cards and i and paint at the same time Two for one, baby. We're looking at value. Um, value plays. I've had a lot of caffeine today. Yeah. <clears throat> it makes me bitter and energetic. Working from home is not good for caffeine. Oh, all for caffeine today. It's been fantastic. I'm, I'm almost energy. It's sweet. So, Ben, any other advice for like what you need and what's occurring when you get into Blood Bowl 2020? Yeah, so we did mention the spending thing, and that is definitely uh probably the biggest hurdle for someone new like if you're listening to this and you are listening to this because 
you want to start Blood Bowl and you're not really sure and you don't really want to spend too much, I think Blood Bowl is probably, in terms of Games Workshop games, I'd go ahead and say the cheapest one to get into because all the things we've listed, you, if you're playing, if you've already got someone who you want to play with, like a friend of yours in a club or a friend of yours already involved the game, that's the best situation you can possibly be in because then you can just get one team that you want and you can take it. Like when I joined, I got a goblin team and joined and could play with everyone just from one box. And I think that's really good. So like if someone has the rule book, if someone has a pitch already, they can teach you the game without you having to invest in it. And you might like it, you might not. I had a friend who tried teaching the game. He just, it just didn't click with him. But all he had was an undead team, which he loved the models anyway and still painted up. Um, and that's all it. That's all it cost. And I think, you know, that's a really nice place to be for a game for a tabletop game because the money can be really daunting. Oh man, looking at like building an AOS T uh, AOS team, oh, yeah. AOS You're army. It is and, hundreds. And, yeah. effort. Like it's much yes. effort. And um, the thing is with Blood Bowl, if you if your whole team gets nerfed somehow, you and you don't ever want to run it again you've lost 25 pounds in like a big style wargaming thing you can have units and armies that just get nerfed and it's all that time and effort like if one unit gets mm-hmm. nerfed in aos you're like oh it's just one unit except you had two to three of those units that imagine like half of your blood bowl collection was just like yeah we can't use this anymore like it's gone <laughs> like it's just no. yeah it's just no it's crushing but i think the worst thing is about blood bowl is there's just just well maybe i'll get this team as well yeah and you, like, <laughs> I love that. The, from a collector's aspect, it's such a good game. You've got so many teams that if you... There, there are people out... There are lots of people out there who have painted one of every team. And I, like, I, hats am, off I am not one of those one. people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have like, bought, I've bought one of every team, at least. Uh, and they're somewhere scattered around this room and my story. <laughs> it's so fun to collect them because, yeah, it is just like another unit. It's a really um, low opportunity cost. Yeah, well, relatively. But yeah, I mean, as far as gaming, and I mean, literally gaming, like, I mean, DLC for most games is. I mean, how much would like a, a Warhammer Total War um, DLC for an army? How much is that kind of thing then? I think they they start around ten quid. Okay, so for a for a PC game, ten quid for an expansion. For a tabletop game is 25 pounds for expansion and you've already got the rules in the rule book and it's kind of like that's the really dangerous element and that's the first bit because you'll end up with five or six games workshop teams just because they're reasonably cheap and you could pick one up every other month without having much financial risk and just actually it's a cool little hobby project and that's where they get started so this is all the games workshop stuff then you go outside games workshop and you look at all the things that you can buy for Blood Bowl, and there are a ton of absolutely sweet third-party teams, third-party big guys, just so much. And the great thing about Blood Bowl is, unless you are playing at Warhammer World, nowhere else they really let you play Blood Bowl in Warhammer Land, because they're all focused on the, the bigger games, which is fine. You're playing in a local league, if you want to track down an ogre miniature that you really like to use as your ogre, if you want to use a team of squirrels as snotlings, as long as you kind of make it clear what stuff is, you can you can run riot. Like, there's so much. And most teams have a couple of things you can tweak with them. Oh, I totally agree. Like, again, you, like if you're coming to Blood Bowl from... Um, 
Warhammer. Like, you play 40k, you play Age of Sigmar, you might play, like, Necromunda, stuff like that. This was the biggest sort of nice surprise I had with Blood Bowl, was just how chill everyone is about, like, you don't have to use Games Workshop stuff. It's their game, and they make a great game, and their miniatures are absolutely A-tier. But you don't have to. Um, and many, pretty much, yeah, 90, what, 90% of places would be totally fine whatever you use as long as it's you know sensible yeah massively and and that's the thing is that's why you could potentially end up with several teams or several teams of a certain team just because you're like yeah. oh yeah yeah i picked up my fanath dwarf team and i've got my games workshop dwarf team um and i'm probably gonna end up with another dwarf team when someone else releases some miniatures that i like because you buy a team it's the same as buying a unit for another war game i yeah. like and i know that's dangerous and like entirely enabling um it, you know it's just it's just really it's fun. often better it's often better I, like the the blood bowl teams the like price per miniature is usually less than a, a, a unit like it's like 25 quid for around 12 to 14 guys that that's pretty good it's awesome. in terms of like games workshop unit speak third parties can be more they can be less um they do vary um they they there's Sometimes metal, sometimes resin, um, sometimes digital. If you've got access to a three D printer, if you're new to blood, if you're new <laughs> to like tabletop hobby, you might not have one of those. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's the variety is 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 there. Like my Nurgle team, I've got uh, the Nurgle team from Grebo Games. Oh, um, right, that's why you want to run Nurgle. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right, Games Workshop, the great Nurgle team. I love, I love the G Dub Nurgle team. I think it's wicked. Yeah. Um, um, I just wanted to be different, and I prefer the aesthetic of these. I think they look more brutal. They also offer you get four different pestigors in here, whereas the Games Workshop you get one, which you kind of often might want four in a Nurgle team. Um, yeah, you, you need to. Have so you use kind of like the same sculpt. Something. That's usually where the Games Workshop teams fall back on is half your players will be the same. So as in you get two duplicate sprues. So sometimes more. And you're right, Ben. So the, the mm. Games Workshop teams are lovely, but in a human team where you need four blitzers, all those blitzers look exactly the same. And Unless you're creative and kit bash and stuff. But yeah, again, can... that's a different skill as well. So Yeah, that's another next level thing. And this is the really, th like, I think this is the same with every kind of uh, hobby, whether you play golf or tennis or I don't know, PC gaming or whatever. Uh, you, you get into it and then you want to spend X pounds on something where you could spend 25, but actually I would upgrade. I'll go, I'll get the next level. I'll go third party mm -hmm. and spend 80 pounds on a team instead of, you know, 40 with a big guy and you can do it. And it's, it's just, you kind of personalize your own hobby that way. And yeah. it, there's just unlimited options almost when it comes to Blood Bowl because you only need 11 guys on the pitch. So it's a skirmish warband. And all of these skirmish warbands operate differently, generally speaking, and have little add-ons and things. Some crossover, some don't. And that's the danger, is that when you start going, oh, okay, I get my dwarf guys, I'll paint them the same as my human guys, and then I can use them the same as my old world. Then I can form my old world alliance, and then I've got my halflings, I'll paint them the same as well. Then I can use my treemen as deep root, and I can use it for... And then before you know it, you've got all the teams, which is great. 
because then when you go to a tournament, when you go to a league, when you have a pickup game with someone, you got so many options. You're like, I oh, kind of fancy smashing face, so let's run some Black Orcs. You know, and you can get into finding out what it is that you like about the game that week because it's going to change. I mean, Ben went nuts for goblins at the beginning, then hard swapped to high elves because there was a tier two team with an insane amount of potential and wanted to see what it could do. And then he's flip flopped back to potentially one of the worst teams of the game with Nurgle, just again to see what he can make it do. And that's clearly what Ben likes to do is take something that's subpar and make it overperform. And that's awesome. That's his angle that's his challenge there are some players out there that want to take the top team and make them overperform and win lots or just take a stunty team and just literally just enable your opponent all the time and that's what you get out of it and there's multiple angles but every team has a chance to win um which is also i think probably my favorite thing about it is that no game is a gimme like there was that one game in our league where lewis took lizards against ian's goblins and ian trounced him 6-1 <laughs> yeah yeah like legacy i would have bet much money i would have bet many gold on lizardmen destroying goblins and it didn't happen <laughs> like it's just crazy and that's a great thing about blood bowl is that there's a sequence of events and sometimes you just these things happen and it's crazy and you can't guarantee it so every team is worth taking yeah the piggyback off of that you mentioned as well so you mentioned tournaments and um if you're getting started you know the idea of a tournament might be like crazy but i think it's definitely worth mentioning that blood bowl tournaments are brilliant especially like even for new players because like like you said no game is a gimme you you've always got blood, a chance blood bowl is a game where it's easy to learn and there is a ceiling there is definitely like a, a sort of like sorry i'm phrasing this badly it's easy to learn um but like skilled players can still get better. Like they, but but the beauty of it is there, there's an element of RNG. Like you say, the goblins winning against lizards six one. Um, that's not to say that every game you go in will just be a roll of the dice. But I think with Blood Bowl, it's it's a really 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 well crafted balance of skill, randomness, and like just fun. Um, you've had you've had you have games in uh, Warhammer, like 40k and stuff, which is like one army is just the the hot pick this month, and uh, <laughs> you might see that army like in 60% of the tables. Um, and some people have the money to spend on their army, and they 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 could afford to buy all the good units for this this season of the year or this like quarter of the year. And you don't get that with Blood Bowl. You, you, you buy your team, and that team will play you for the league. It will, you could buy your team and go into a tournament. You can win that tournament from just uh, being a good player and yeah. you know making the right decisions and hoping the dice are in your favour. Yeah, you just play to your outs, and sometimes they will all fall in line. Um, but the, the cool thing is about tournaments is, yeah, Ben's exactly right. Go along to a tournament. If you are new, you will probably not win as hard as some of the better players and because most tournaments are yeah. swiss pairing you'll end up kind of middle to bottom and then you'll play with a bunch of other people that are probably the same skill level as you which is exactly what you want if you end up playing against a player who has got higher skill that you're going to learn stuff and they're going to be nice about it and then you're going to end up playing someone who's also lost their first round and then actually you're going to have a good chat and if you lose that one you're going to go and you're going to play a goblin team and you're going to get a win um it's perfect like <laughs> i think it's almost like advisable to play your first tournament 
with a low tier team because then you can blame the team <laughs> you I, don't have the expectations to win i did i did playing. my my first yeah. nav tournament i went with ogres and i went one one and one yeah. and i had a great time like i was just yeah. there to throw off the casualty curve i was like i'm just gonna be there to just just throw bombs and snotlings at people and that's all i did all day and i won one game and i drew another and i lost horribly to wood elves but nearly pitch cleared him so it was like sweet and then he came away with that with a two and a draw like i was like this is amazing because it's just mm -hmm. it can happen you just play and you just play and for fun and then yeah like there are rewards for that like you a lot of tournaments will have <laughs> yeah. like the category award and yeah so you can play to those you can try and win those and that can be your victory what did i earn i think Which is I earned very much did i earn chocolate armor that one i think i might have done because obviously things kept dying, <laughs> so it was just casualties away. And yeah, that's it. I guess that's another thing is you just kind of resurrection is a really good way to learn, but league is the best way to play. Um, yes, I agree. But only matters for as long as it matters, which is why I'm very excited for BB3 to come because there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff happening there in league because those leagues are going to be real things that do not go away, and that's going to be really quite sweet. I mean, that's a whole other topic now. If you want to get say, oh. getting started, I was going to talk about the video games. Go for it. Let's go. Sure let's go now. Because this is all the tabletop stuff, but getting started with the video games yeah. is complicated at the moment. But but take it, take it away, Ben. I, I was just going to say, I think, especially now where tabletop is difficult to play, I think you really can't go wrong playing video games. And like, yeah, we are in a bit of limbo where BB3 is coming out. We don't know exactly when. Is it this quarter of this year? Uh, it's supposed to be quarter one. Amazon had it up for pre-order yeah. during March. Okay, so probably going to come out around then. Yeah. Around, you know, early spring. Um, but you can probably still grab BB2. It's often on sale on Steam. Um, and it's still really active. In fact, BB20 yeah, has, has, driven, um, has driven BB2, I think, to be more popular, which is quite, which is probably great for Cyanide because they're about to drop that and pick up another game and then there's going to be people who are still on playing on bb2 um and then everybody else who also picks up bb3 so that's good they've done a good job it's a great game so uh, yeah I'd say, I'd say the the only thing to bear in mind though if you are kind of picking up a game to learn in preparation for a tabletop bear in mind the bb2 rules will be slightly different and in they some cases the they'll be rules. quite a lot different um and but we've got a couple of podcasts and, and videos that dedicated to that but yeah ben you're exactly right the core rules of what blood bowl is not massively different in blood bowl 2 to, mass to blood bowl 2020 there's just nuances that change so yeah mm -hmm. if you want to get started with blood bowl 2020 there are great videos to teach you how to play from games workshop themselves we were going to do a series but then gw dropped theirs and it was like there's really no point games workshop have got it if you want to see a couple of games being played we've got a couple of games on our youtube channel um go watch those we won't get it entirely wrong but it's tabletop everybody makes mistakes like you learn from it um but if you just want to get started with the feeling of blood bowl and the general mistakes and just playing things and blocking and guarding and learning and scoring touchdowns yeah get bb2 he'll teach you the majority of the game i'd say 90 percent of it was the same then yeah yeah certainly it's still blood bowl you know yeah. the game the core the core game and the essence of the game is very much the same the only sad thing is there's no blood there's no black orcs there are imperial nobility mm -hmm. which is gutting because i just want to farm a load of games i want to take one of the awful throwers on the nobility team and make them a pro thrower that 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 is my goal for the, the league is, <laughs> is it really <laughs> yeah cool so i just really want them to do well when we go in when we do wobble six when we can finally do it again there's going to be an underrated thrower award 
<laughs> so if you for every completion you get with a with a with a with anybody, they're gonna get points that are basically like reverse to their stat. So someone with passing six is gonna get like five points. Someone who's passing three plus is gonna get two points, you know. So it means that the Skaven throwers and things like that aren't gonna score as well. But you know, you're passing three plus human, it's gonna get some points in there. He's gonna get like three points per pass or whatever it is. Um because I, I just love the idea of having a goblin like quarterback uh, who's just rated the underrated the <laughs> underrated passer award and they're going to get they're going to get an mvp at the end of the season no matter what oh think, that'd be good yeah just they, they just automatically become pa2 plus for the next season <laughs> yeah <laughs> or a random passing skill just boom they get the random passing skill roll safe throw or cloud burster or whatever it's called now and uh, never ever use it um yeah <laughs> so yeah ben you're exactly right tabletop you can do it you can paint it you can prep it if you live with someone who's a gamer you can play a ton of games um but if you don't have that you can get it you can paint it but play blood bowl 2 for the time being then you can expand into fumble which is going to swap over to 2020 at some point and when it does we are going to make a jolly big hoo-ha about it do not worry because it's going to be one of the best moments of this entire year if they bring the secret teams as well like Yes, I, I really, really want that to happen. Um, Tiff, even Tiff knows what Fumble is. So I'll be like, oh, you know, we're going to play a Fumble game. And she's like, oh, that's the one with the cool sound effects, Ben. And just looks at me. <laughs> the cool sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like when you throw a teammate <laughs> and stuff. It's so good. It's yeah, so good. Oh, it's just it's barely 2000. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just awesome. I love Fumble. It's really retro. I wouldn't recommend Fumble as starting out for Blood Bowl, though. No. Um, it's 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 a it you gotta it's a thing it's like learning a new programming language there's there's a yeah it pretty much is <laughs> yeah yeah it's remarkably it's great. close it's fantastic once you get it once you get it it's sweet and it's a powerhouse yeah. but it is just really odd um but bb2 is a great place to start still bb3 will be an even better place to start um, and then you know get in contact with us let us know what you need let us know if you've got questions like drop us messages but pay attention to our shows and stuff and let us know if there's something specific you want to expand on because we are just here to help facilitate more people play Blood Bowl uh, because more Blood Bowl is more better. And that is literally our tagline. So, yeah, I think that covers everything, Ben. I think so, yeah. Just just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. If, yeah. you, if you really are in doubt, I think just pick up a team and paint it and then that's usually enough to make you want to play. And if you so. don't like it, glue weapons to them. Um, because yep. they all make sweet skirmish warbands. It doesn't matter. There is not a Blood Bowl team that wouldn't look wicked with guns or swords. Um, oh, mate, yeah, definitely. Right? I, maybe that should be another one of our challenges as we go through the year, Ben. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that is a good idea. It's make just, a Warcry warband out yeah, of a Blood Bowl make team. Make a Warcry or Necromunda warband out of a Blood Bowl team. Go. Like, Very that good. would just be sweet. All right. We've already got something lined up for January, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe March or something. <laughs> That's such a good idea. I'm so on board with that. <laughs> Wicked. We are going to take a break and we'll be right back with more. And we are back. So we have got all the teams in Blood Bowl available now. We've talked about it a moment ago. Uh, 
I've even written here, we've got all the teams now, even Frogs and Frenzy. Uh, we're going to quickly talk yep. through them and rank them. So all 29 teams. We also popped out a Google form to say, hey, what are your top five teams? Really to just guide us on how you guys are ranking them. And uh, we've had over 100 responses now, which is pretty sweet in a short window of time. So thank you so much for that. Um, definitely something that we'll do regularly, I think, just to gauge the community, engage how people are finding things, as well as tournament results, because I love data. Um, uh, da, 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 da. we can check to see what you guys have said too okay so what we're going to do is we're going to look at the bottom tier teams then we're going to look at the middle then we're going to look at the top 10 um i've basically brewed up my own power ranking ben's going to judge me grievously for it as we go through it step by step uh and um then we'll look at the top 10 and compare what we think to what you guys have said um and Power rankings is difficult because obviously some teams are better at low team value, some teams are better at high team value, you know. But this is kind of like a general catch-all, and I'm thinking between a thousand TV and twelve hundred TV, you know, early on in the league or at a low TV tournament like that kind of stuff. Not at fifteen hundred, not at a two-year league team build because you know Noah will be boss at that end. We're talking a you start playing Blood Bowl, and for the first six months of Blood Bowl, whether you're running at a tournament or in your league, how strong is the team? Does that sound about right, Ben? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right then. Let me adjust the invisibility shield and we'll fade in the bottom 10 teams. So, number 30 on my ranking, I have put tier 4 teams. That is entirely foreshadowing and uh, is kind of based around something we chatted about the podcast last last time or the time before. Um can't remember, we kind of talked about what a tier 4 team would actually look like and uh, they would fit on this roster underneath Snotlings which Snotlings I've got at 29 uh, and then Halflings at 28 with Ogres above them and Goblins above them so that's all the stunty Ooh, okay. team at the bottom uh, 25 I've got Nurgle and 24 I've got Vampires I feel like those are the worst teams in Blood Bowl like as a chunk I feel like those are the ones that are just they just struggle Ben I feel like you've got stuff to, to say down my opinion. Yeah, go, I'm going to say go, I'm going to smack go. down your opinion let's, and say let's you're jump. wrong um, <laughs> so actually okay the first four were the same up to goblins i put nurgle and vampires below goblins interesting i i genuinely thought about it for quite a long time but then i thought actually the fail case of a nurgle team is actually still better than a goblin team um you don't have any exciting stuff to do on nurgle but everybody is either higher strength or actually everyone is higher strength and you've got the majority of the team has got exactly the same agility. Yes. Yes, to an... Uh, I don't know. I think goblins are at a point now with all the stuff that was added uh, over the course of the goblins' existence. Like, I'm talking like the, the Doom Diver, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, probably not the Hooligan. Uh, I don't know. The Hooligan got Uligan? good. Hooligan got good in 2020. Oh, what did he? What did he change for the Uligan? It, it it just got less pointless and rubbish. Now he's a dirty player goblin with disturbing presence, essentially. Oh, it's well, that's really sweet. Good. It's really sweet. Yeah, a, even um, more good things. Uh, yeah, the Doom Diver did take a bit of a hit, but I still think it's great. Hmm. Um, I I think 
I don't know. I've just found goblins to actually be pretty good. Like, they do what you expect. Yeah, they get smacked around, but they're still cheap. But you still get half price bribes. You can still foul everything. Chainsaws are still chainsaws and amazing. Um, it's easier to get past on. Well, it's not easy to get past on a bomber. In a tournament, it's easy to get past on a bomber. But um, <laughs> it always was. Yeah, it's if you can level up your bomber. Um, but do you know, I don't know. I've do just, you know, I just, I just, I just find goblins to be more reliable than I think the really frustrating grind an early game Nurgle team will be. That is a very fair shout. I think there's also one massive tweak to goblins is that goblins are now a blood bowl team as opposed to a canvas mm. for you to paint two star players on because you've lost the yeah. cheap star players and they used to be like i'm going to take no goblins basically just so i can farm the star player points and run scrapper and nobbler um you know and that's gone now and now what you're left with is a bunch of movement six strength two agility three plus stunty dodge right stuff guys with armor eight plus you can, you can take you can now take hack phlegm right <laughs> And there's some there's some dirty combos there's some very dirty combos there for tournaments but for a league you know you position a nurgle team versus a goblin team i think it's going to be real close but i think nurgle are going to win that more often than not i want tv one mil yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i do i would have to try this i'll have to try it. i i really <laughs> think the goblins will take it i think goblins are just straight up it, goblins play at one mil like they play at fourteen hundred. <laughs> that's that's very um, fair, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, feel, I in late game league, Nurgle does become a bit of a powerhouse. I think so. I do think they overtake him there. So I think that should be factored in with the power rating. But yeah, I, I think also they're better than vampires. I think you know goblins. All your players on a goblin team, including the trolls, when. I mean, if there's a goblin next to it, it's still better than vampire. So. <laughs> so this is what I kind of thought about the vampire team. The reason I think the vampire team does actually edge it over goblins and ogres is because, again, their fail case is a team of thralls, and a team of thralls is going to be better than a goblin team. No. Oof. I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, you of, think strength a, three no skills is better than stunty dodge? I think they're going to outbash them. Um, and uh, I just, well, you know, let's think, let's take the two vampire roster, two vampire, five rerolls, and, you know, nine thralls or whatever. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's close. I think it's massively close. And goblins have a, I think what it is, is goblins have a, a peak that is really strong. And if a goblin team is on form, it's going to perform against anybody. Uh, right. Actually, I've got to rephrase this. I think that stunty teams are combo teams if your combo plays out mm. they are fantastic but i think in a in a I, I don't know man goblins are good i think you could say the same thing about the ogre team um like ogres versus goblins mm. is a tough matchup goblins have the edge from a strength point of view but i have always beaten ogres i've always beaten goblins with ogres i've never lost to a goblin team with my ogre team whether it's been online, oh, really? at a tournament, anything. No, I've always out-smashed them and just been able to swarm ball carriers and just do stuff. Because the, the the potential of the Ogre team is you get a low-strength guy and you can go and take a cheeky three-die up. It's really not so cheeky when it's a two-die up against a goblin. Um, and, your goblin, and your Ogres are three-die blocking everybody everywhere. 
uh, and it's just mm-hmm. it just turns into a bit of a rout. So I don't know whether it's a rock paper scissors thing, but to be honest with you, vampires, Nurgle, goblins, interchangeable. Um, so looking at the power rankings responses that we got, we just asked people to rank their top five teams. So any team they didn't consider to be in the top five wouldn't have got very many points. Uh, goblins came in with a whole eight points, and Nurgle came in with a whole three. So yeah, potentially. You're right there. And vampires came in with two underneath Nurgle. So maybe I'm just maybe I've got a little bit of old legacy for vampires kicking over me. And actually, goblins are going to be better. We will know this. And Blood Bowl 2020 tournaments going on this month, Ben. So we can uh, we can check in in a couple of episodes' time and see where the first results are landing when it comes to Blood Bowl power rankings. Anyway, what do you think about the next three? We've got Old World Alliance at 23, Tomb Kings at 22, and Corn at 21. I feel like that's mm. quite a stark difference there. Corn, Tomb Kings, and Old World, they've all got angle, they've all got reliability, and then you go vampires, you go off a cliff. I think you just drop off a cliff between those guys and 24 downwards. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I th- yeah, like they are de- they are a lot better. But I, I, I I'm I, to be fair, as someone who's like coached them a few times, I, I'm surprised to see corn so low. Well, if you think about the middle, there's some great teams. There's some great tier two teams. There's, yeah, it's not a lot of bad teams in Blood Bowl. These are the worst yeah, teams right. in Blood Bowl. And they've all got potential to win and potential to do great stuff. It's starting at Snotlings. So today I filmed the Snotling development thing. Mate, it is fun. Like the stuff you can do with Snotlings. You've got the stilty runners. You've got the fun hoppers. You've got pump wagons. You know, getting a pump wagon uh, pile driver and just going to town mighty blowing a dude. Then dirty playering him off the pitch. You know, you've got four movement, six guys. One's got sprint already. Like, there's just so much potential in the 29th best Blood Bowl team. Halflings can be solid as all get out. Ogres have got strength and that opportunity to just mug people off with strength one dudes. You know, Goblins, Ben, you've already waxed lyrically about them. Nurgle are also a team. Vampires, um, you know, can can be great. Like, the fail cases are a bunch of human linemen with some psychopaths in like uh i still maintain that the rules currently as vampires befit more of a chaos demon cult than a vampire team but mm-hmm. but anyway that's that so anyway 23 old world 22 tomb kings and 21 corn you think corn are being done dirty i i do i do i think they're generally a pretty good team i think they uh, no, yeah, it's just diff- difficult. It seems really far down, but you are right. It's like every other team there is kind of tier two is that weird ballad of everything's kind of the same. I think um, Old World are the worst of the tier two. T- right, let's yeah, consider. I agree with Old World. Let's consider yeah. Vampire and Nurgle honorary tier three. Okay, they just they just don't count. Tier two are teams that can be great when you coach them well. Tomb Kings solid. Corn solid when you coach them well. Old World yeah. are challenging. Um, and I don't think they've got the potential of the Renegades as a mixed tier two no, team. No, I totally agree. I, I think with Old World, as soon as you pick them, you're sort of putting yourself at a disadvantage. And there is a beautiful challenge to that. And there's a great painting challenge yeah. to that. Um, 
but and they've got better in Blood Bowl 2020 than they did in Blood Bowl 16, which is fantastic because no mm-hmm. one played them in 2016. I think except us for one game. <laughs> so there's a benefit there. Um, but the new OWA is pretty decent. It's pretty. It has an angle. Its angle is it's an odd job piece of stuff. Uh, and there's going to be some coaches out there that want to make it work, and they're going to enjoy it. And actually, I don't think they're much different than the way Tomb Kings coaches want to make Tomb Kings work, except that Tomb Kings just work better. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're, I think you're right. I think I can't really argue with this. I think I just want corn to be better than it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move up to the middle ten, and we've got eleven through twenty now. So starting at the bottom, working the way up. Chaos Renegades at 20, Imperial Nobility at 19, Black Orcs at 18, Slan slash Kislev at 17, Underworld at 16. Ben, any thoughts on the bottom there, the bottom five there? Hmm. I, I, um, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm a little bit surprised. I think I expected Underworld to be higher. I tried to put underworld higher but i couldn't do it i couldn't do it so we'll carry on with the next five necromantic high elves orcs chaos regular norse are underworld better than any of those teams ben this is it i love underworld they got so exciting they got the rat ogre they got some mutated snotlings they got a gutter runner they got power boosted but they're not as good as necro they're not as good as High Elves. They're way more fun than High Elves. But uh, they're not as good as Orcs as far as the power rankings gone. Chaos and Norse, I think they just have still like a quarter of a tier above them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. You can't, yeah. I think it's, it's, really, it's really difficult to kind of analyze these teams in a vacuum. Like... You think they're gonna? You think, oh, they, you always remember those games. You like lost really hard to that team or something, or you had a really good game with them. You think, actually, they're pretty good. But then when you consider how many like, there's 29 here, you've got to go somewhere. Somewhere's got to be the bottom half. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think I love Underworld. I think they've got really exciting in this edition. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, I I, I put Underworld really high at first, and then I added the other teams. Mm. So I was like, well, they're Norse are better than them. Like, okay, Chaos versus Underworld. Actually, Chaos has the reliability and the strength over Underworld. Like, Underworld are kind of like a semi-combo piece. I was like, Orcs, Orcs are solid. Like, they've got consistency, um, you know. And I kind of went through the list and was like, right, Chaos Renegades versus Nobility. I think Nobility win that, you know, uh, because they've just got the strength. They've got the fend, you know. They've got some stuff. They can control the ball. They're really not that bad. Renegades, they've got the, you know, they've got some stuff to work on. The linemen are slightly worse than the Imperial Ability linemen, if you think about it in the whole picture. It, 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 they're like where the team works and everything. And I was like, Black Orcs, I think they're definitely better than Nobility. I don't think there's much in it. I was like, Slan, Slan, I think are going to beat them more often than not, but it's close. I may be overrating the Slan here. I think, I see, I think, thinking about this, I, I think I personally put Nobility. I'd swap them with corn. Really, you I'd, think corn's you think corn's going to be corn's going to be better than nobility? I know that's a really tough I matchup. Think, I think corn could beat nobility. Yeah. Well, I think Fend is just going to immediately shut down corn, which is a really bad example. And what you just said, Ben, is like it's hard to analyze these teams in a vacuum. 
Um, but like, I, no, I, you say Fender shut down. I think Fender will save Corn. I think <laughs> <laughs> well, from surfing it themselves. Juggernaut beat Fender. Uh, I think it just cancels it out. Actually, it can. So it can. Yeah. So I, I think I think it just smashes it through. I think it's the same with like uh, Stand Firm and Russell. I think Juggernaut just beats. No, I think I think it just cancels them. Oh man, and we said Fender was in a reasonable skill for a start set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i think um i don't know i think i think it will save them i think it'll make the linemen just string three blockers which is kind of <laughs> okay um okay so yeah you've got you've got nobility at 21 corn 19 corn versus blackhawks who which is the better team do you think uh blackhawks i think cool cool, cool. i think so blackhawks can really do it i think uh the grab really messes up the frenzy Grab Brawler does a great job of controlling that line, and goblins, as you've said, Ben, are not bad. And these goblins are better than your regular goblin because they've got a thick skull. So you're yeah. going to kind of lose them off the pitch a little bit less often. And I think that's, I think that's actually massive. I love them. I absolutely love playing Black Orcs, man. It's a, it, it works. I, mm. I have given Slan the edge because they've, they've got the Crocs, they've got a bunch of Pogo which is just comparatively better. And they've got a bunch of movement seven edge two plus pieces. I, I just think they've got that agility element. Um, and once they disengage, I don't know. I think it's, it's really close. And I, I'm not sure how slan, how powerful slan are going to be in 2020, but they're going to play basically the same way as they did just with their throwing being ever so slightly worse. Everybody's throwing got ever so slightly worse. So I kind of see them at that. I have put underworld above them though um for me i think the potential of underworld i think they'll just underworld are going to brawl with decent teams and i think i think this the majority of this chunk is really interchangeable i think maybe like from 14 to 22 it's all kind of a big amber pack of like middle where yeah i mean okay this i was about to give a bad example but you know renegades versus underworld slan versus nobility black orcs versus court they're all they're all good games they'll all, yeah they'll all be a good scrap I, there, there won't be any team that i really automatically say put my money on them yeah that's a 2-1 one, one way or another all of those yeah. teams and that's really cool i i just love that the majority of blood ball is actually so close that there's not like a definite outcome High Elves and Necro at 14 and 15. This is really tough because I think Necro have the potential to be fantastic. But I really think at what a, a million, million, uh, you know, million, million, one hundred, maybe even million, two hundred. They, they, they struggle a bit because their linemen are bad. There's no throwing angle at all. They've got some werewolves and they've got two blockers and their blockers don't have hands. So it's a it's a it's a skinny list. Like it does some cool and stuff. The reverse of the high elf, which starts off really kind of weak source and then later on becomes a real threat. I think they're they're kind of similar in that regard. I, I but I think high elves just come with better stats at the beginning. Um a high elf line yeah. is just high, a, Yeah, I found my experience with the high elves is you have all the really good stats, but it's really difficult to actually develop them because they're so expensive. <laughs> like, as soon as you lose them, it just shuts down your economy and you just really struggle to replace them. I lost a Blitzer really early 
and that was like everything because you only have like three positionals at the start anyway <laughs> yeah and it is. just becomes really hard like edge four linemen are great but they only do so much so let's say this That's list let's say this is all at about 1100 um do you think that high elves versus necro do you think either of them have a particular edge i see i think it comes down to that that middle gap which kind of blends I, i'd say say necro has the edge honestly ah it's a tough one it's a tough one then you kind of move up in my world to norse chaos and orcs they're all bashy teams they're all reliable teams they're all edge three plus teams for the most part uh they've all got big guys and I say they've got big guys because they've got blockers. They've got strength four. They've got two orcs on the Norse team. You've got four blockers on the Chaos Chosen. You've got four blockers on the Orc team. They are kind of similar. Um, I think the Orcs have got a ton of potential. But I think... I don't know, actually. I did the Orc development video today. Maybe I've, maybe I've undersold the Orcs here. Um, but I don't know. Chaos versus Orcs. I feel like Chaos is actually a little bit better. They've got less skills, but they've got more strength. Yeah, um, I, I'd agree. Um, also, I really like Chaos because I think I said this in the last one, uh, the last podcast. Chaos Warriors with a random stat up is really nice. <laughs> yeah. So if you can get that, you're never going to be sad. The worst case scenario, you have. Uh, oh, what was it you a, said? A, a double edge boosted. An, an ad, yeah, a double edge boosted Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that worst that, case scenario. that did sell that did sell me as well actually to be fair, um, but I do think that Norse kind of bullies not bullies no, not totally dominates but I think a Norse team will win against the Chaos team and I do think they've got a slight edge on Orcs as well. I think they've just got a yeah. I think they've just got a lower boiling point because everyone always starts with block so eleven hundred yeah you get some yeah. Yeah, exactly. Start with everything you want to get on those two teams. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. With Chaos, you need some skills. Orcs, you kind of need yeah. some skills. Um, Norse don't need skills. They just need more TV to add more good players. Um, and I think that's what kind of gives them an edge for me. Right, so shall we move on to my top 10? Okay, number 10, I've got Dwarves. Better than them, at number 9, I've got Undead. Better than them, at number 8, I've got Chaos Dwarves. Seven, I've got Wood Elves. Six, Elven Union. Five, Amazons. Four, Dark Elves. Three, Humans. Two, Skaven. And number one, for me, for my power rankings, I've got Lizardmen. Where do you want to start taking this apart then? We'll do the we'll do the bottom ten. Oh, sorry, the bottom five. <laughs> The, the 10 to 5 there yeah. you go. where in this top 10 would you like to start let's do all of it because <laughs> you're wrong because you're wrong all right so, so it's from 10 to 5 i've got elf union at six wood elves at seven chaos dwarves undead dwarves yeah i think i think i would agree entirely with that i i think undead i would put I, I think I put them higher than, than nine. Did you say you had them? Yeah, number nine. We've got Chaos Dwarves. I've got Chaos Dwarves ahead of them. I'd put them above Chaos Dwarves, in my opinion. You reckon? I don't and know. You've played against them more. Um, I haven't. I've only really played. Uh, I've played against both teams a few times, I guess. Um, Did you get to play Chaos Dwarves uh, with your high elves at um, Fubble Wall? Yeah, yeah. I've, I have played. Yeah, I have played against Chaos Dwarves a few times. Yeah. They they are they are strong, but I'm never as threatened as I am by like, compared to Undead. 
I think Undead are just the most solid like set of players that you start off with. <laughs> it's a very strong mid-range team, Undead. Yeah, They've genuinely. Good running, I really like them. good bashing. But, but I, I could say this, I think this is why I think the same with the Chaos Dwarves. I think they've just got a better front line and kind i don't know just a better spread of average i think it's real close though um it is close it is close i'm gonna have a quick look at the the stats uh well i'm wrong so that's fun uh, <laughs> <laughs> i have rated the my top 10 against uh the listeners top 10 so we'll go through that in a second because i've got their rankings against mine and how off i was um elven union being better than wood elves on my list though ben what do you think to that uh, I, I, yeah, no, I I think they are. I think they are. Uh, Wood Elves did take a hit in this new edition. Uh, and then the Elven Union. War Dancers are still amazing. Um, they are. But that's because they're movement eight blodgers. Uh, you know, Leap is not necessarily a dead skill, but it's a, it's kind of a, a reserve skill now. Like, it's not going to be your plan. Your plan is going to be to blodge step your way in. And you know already has block step. It's the Elven Union guys. And do you know what else they come with? A whole bunch of strength three movement eight guys. So you get, you know, when it comes to like a 1.1 build or 1.2 build, you're going to be, you're going to be having four, five, six movement eight, uh, sorry, movement seven, movement eight, strength three guys who are by this time going to have block and dodge potentially. Like Elven Union really starts cooking. Whereas the Wood Elves, I don't know. I think they are expensive and they take a bit of a hit. Yeah, I actually would put the elves where dark El- the Elven Union where dark elves are. Elven Union them. up to number yeah. four. Yeah, I see. I uh, I think we had this in our when we were doing our top five um, a little while ago. The Elven Union, pretty sure, snuck into my one. Um, yeah, I think it did. And yeah, I I, I think I just I just looking at them and I've played Elven Union but not dark elves, and uh, I just find. They they do the thing that elves do best better than dark elves do. Why? I think dark elves are seriously solid and they have the really meaty bash game with the four blitzers. But sometimes elves, you just gotta crack the ball and well, score really quick. This and... is it. I just I just don't think dark elves are are an elf team anymore. I think they are just an edge boosted combat team. I mean that's pretty good too, isn't it? That's that's why I give them the edge. So. Amazon's coming in at five for me because it takes not a lot at all. You've got Blodge, you've got Guard. They will go toe-to-toe with almost anybody and they will just win the grind. Um, Sure, as things go on and people get more access to tackle as kind of like, uh, you know, level two, level, sorry, level three skills and stuff like that, tier two skills and stuff, Amazons lose their luster, but starting out a league they start a thousand with four re-rolls because they've got that much cash four re-rolls and all the positionals they want 1100 is just get better and those skills creep in i think they i do think they peak at 1200 i think after that it gets a bit pointless and you kind of just suffer bloat um Mm -hmm. but at this 1000 tv level uh i think it's uh i think amazon's just have the edge i mean amazon's versus elf union sure elf union have got speed and they've got that that element but amazon's just have the consistency i think to just see them through over the hump um it's not exciting uh, but it is consistent and they can do great stuff and that is literally exactly what i'm going to say about dark elves 
they are not exciting they used to be exciting but dark elves are now the ultimate control team you've got to choose where to strike and you will not fail you've got four blitzers who got to be up there and the literally the best players in the game uh, that edge two means they are getting out of wherever they want to go whenever they want to do it they're picking up the ball whenever they want to do it they're handing it off whenever they want to do it they've got movement seven they've got six or seven movement seven pieces who are edge two plus you cannot stop them and when it comes to actually having a brawl dark elves got even more boosted whether it's league or tournaments because for 12 spp they get guard they didn't have this mm -hmm. before it was a you got to roll a double to get a guard you don't need that now with the dark elf you just spend six spp get dodge and then you save up 14 spp so by the time they've scored six touchdowns they are bludging guard players and this is an element here of dark elves they're bludging guard players with a two plus agility and seven movement and armor eight plus that this is they become essentially amazons yeah yeah sorry nine plus amazons with um, better armor and better agility and I think that's why Dark Elves has always been so popular because it is kind of a positioning team, but they're just all so horribly strong. It's definitely a very forgiving team. Uh, it, it is. I mean, we've seen some great stuff in fumble tournaments from Dark Elf teams where they just create running lanes out of literally nowhere because they can redeploy mm -hmm. their team. And the slowest person on the team is Movement 6, which is literally the fastest player on an Orc team. And it's yeah. like they, they just they can just redeploy. And they are expensive, though. They are losing enemy is crushing. Uh, losing linemen isn't the worst thing in the world with dark elves. And still seventy k. Yeah, but what you just get a line, you just get a journeyman, like a journeyman lineman uh, yeah, for dark elves yeah. is fine. Uh, when you lose your positionals, like your or like your... but it's even not that bad because if you lose a blitzer, you've still got three. That's why dark elves get away with it. Because it's, it's not like High Elves where you lose a Blitzer, you've lost half of your ability to do stuff. You know, you, when you've got four positions of anything, if you, you can lose one because that's fine. You're going to lose one in a game. It's not a problem. Uh, I said this about um, Orcs when I was talking about Pile Driver. When I was looking at their stats, I was like, quite frankly, I wouldn't normally recommend Pile Driver on a Blitzer because it risks them being sent off. But Mighty Blow then Pile Driver on an Orc Blitzer is fine. Like, if you get mm -hmm. one sent off, you've still got three and four black orcs like you can you can afford to risk it and you can afford to take a blitzer out with the dark elf team um and i think that's why they're so resilient and they're just seven dark elves because three of them are going to have block and dodge they're just wicked but another team that i think is actually better than them now is the human team i put them at number three then yeah i i really like humans i think have got to be top five i think i just think that like you're talking about a team that can kind of do everything especially with the new thrower humans are pretty pretty good so the spp buy works great for humans because their blitzers mm -hmm. can get dodge when they want four touchdowns they get dodge basically like they can pick yeah. it whenever the linemen can save up and get guard i personally think random generals are the way to go with linemen um but yeah like you said ben they've got the throw teammate option they've got an ogre they've got cheeky halflings they've got cheap yeah. re-rolls and cheap linemen which means that a human team is sitting with four re-rolls and then potentially leader on one of their two throwers like they've just yeah. got everything they've got potential for catchers as well with movement eight dodge like they just have every angle covered with the re-rolls and the resilience to put it out because if they lose a blitzer they've still got three 
and and they're really cheap blitzers as well they're, they're just brilliant so humans number three but these two teams that i put number one and two i think are currently sitting in a league of their own and i've got skaven and lizardman at two and one and lizardman are a really tough matchup for skaven um and that's why I've given them the edge over Skaven. Skaven got wicked. They got full gutter runners. The gutter runners got worse. Their thrower got better. They now are a, a quick pass, massive rush game. Skaven are awesome. They are super powered. But Lizardmen, they've got more bash. And quite frankly, they've got more dash. They've got a, their linemen, a movement eight, agility three plus dodgers. They're stunty, which is bad for being punched but good for dodging around, and you get six blockers and a croxical. Lizardmen are awesome, and now they've got the Chameleon Skink, which is actually a reasonable little quarterback with on the ball already and a passing rating of 3+. plus. That's just... Huge buff for the Chameleon. Yeah. Like that, that used to be kind of like, I just take it sometimes. It's just variety, isn't it? But now it's like, no, you, you want them in the team. You want a comedian skin because really, really it's going to facilitate your first turn. And all it did was just superpower Lizardman uh, on their opening turn because their their comedian skin starts with ten movement and a cheeky three plus quick pass. I, yeah, just yeah. All right, good luck stopping that one. GLHF. I just think it's <laughs> I think it's great. But Lizardman are beatable. You can definitely beat them. Um, but they will be a serious challenge. And it's a really lovely team, apart from the fact there is no Croxigore miniature out there at the moment. There's a ton you can get. I like the Fanaf one. Uh, the Grebo one is good too. So that's my top 10. Lizardman, Skaven, Humans, Ben, top three, what do you reckon? Uh, I agree. I, I wouldn't change these. Uh, I think this top three is, like you say, Skaven, Lizardman, I think easy top two. Okay. I think Humans could be argued, but I, I really like them. I put that. Are you ready for me to unveil the listeners' rankings for the top 10? Yes, let's go. Okay, what I'll do is because uh, I've set up poorly today, I've sent you via WhatsApp a picture of this one so you can you can experience the despair along with me. Here we go. So our listeners' top 10 is Skaven at 1, Lizardman at 2, Wood Elves 3, Undead 4, Dark Elves 5, Dwarves 6, Humans 7, Elven Union at 8, Amazons 9, and Chaos Dwarves at 10. So the great news is, it's exactly the same top 10. The top 10 teams are the same teams here. Uh, I just got a couple of them slightly wrong compared to uh, 100 plus other Blood Bowl players. So um, Skaven plus 1 to number 1, Lizardman minus 1 to second place. Wood Elves up four to number three. Undead up five to number four. Dark Elves drop from four to five. Dwarves up four to six. Humans drop four to seven. Elven Union drop two to eight. Amazons drop four to nine. And Chaos Dwarves drop two to number ten. So the listeners agree with you on the Undead versus uh, Chaos Dwarves, Ben, by a massive margin. <laughs> I think people like Undead. They're, they're a really popular team. Um, they were always kind of in the last edition. I'd say it was them and Wood Elves, right? Vying for top one and two. Um, uh, Wood Elves, would you say? Wood Elves, Undead, Skaven, Lizards, and Dark Elves were the quintessential top five. I think. Yeah. In in two thousand. I think maybe some of it carries over from there. I I will admit I think the new edition kind of 
favors a few other teams a little bit more now because the, the love throwing thing is, is a big thing. Um, <laughs> it is a big thing. The way thing. you can build a team now is very different. Undead kind of always really kind of easy to level up in terms of like what you took on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty kind of cookie now kind of a, Yeah, exactly. Now that's changed a bit. I think it's less less straightforward. And I think that, that's why I, I would agree with you where they come down a bit. But um, yeah, I think people people disagree. And <laughs> we're just two guys. And I, I would I would admit people know more than, more than me on this. So. I'm with you there. Uh, one thing I will say is the reason I like Dark Elves quite high as well is now with the new jumping over prone players rule, uh, Agility 2 Plus is, is really good. Because a cheeky 2 Plus mm. jump over a prone player means that that opens up lanes that other teams are going to struggle with. So, and then, yeah, and, then, and then dead team where your linos are edge 4 Plus and your best players are edge 3 Plus, going to be way less. Uh, you're going to be able to capitalize on those opportunities way less than you will with Dark Elves. However, I'm not, I'm not sad about any of this at all. Um, I think humans versus dwarves is always going to be a tight brawl. I think dwarves just do a really good job and while humans have got all the skill players there they don't have as much like breakthrough potential their blitzes are great but they're only strength three dwarves are technically strength three but they've all got guard forever so it's going to be a really tough wall there um skaven number one there's a load of good feedback about skaven like just about why so thank you guys all of you for for dropping in the the comments and everything like what you think um there was there's a couple of people who were real close to getting this list bang on um i think mark pilgrim was one of them actually it's nice to see mark pilgrim kicking around oh fangs he was a yeah skaven lizard and wood elves skaven lizard and wood elves then he went with elven union and humans so i think i think mark pilgrim is kind of halfway between everybody else and us but yeah skaven top one skaven seemed to uh, have squirmed their way in around the system-wide changes to be in a great position. Uh, they seem just more or less consistently good, provided they don't get punched in the half too quickly. Gutter runners are dirty as ever and way too cheap for what they offer. Outstanding team, probably still top five, regardless of where in the top five they end up placing. So that was uh, Mr. Tinyface. So thank you for that about Skaven. It's cool. It's cool. I'm really excited to see these teams. I'm really excited to see how they play out. Um, there's going to be, I think, three, four, five... NAF tournaments with Blood Bowl 2020 rules in January. So what we're going to do Ben is going to take that, take the finishing positions and kind of adjust the power rankings in line with that. Um, mm -hmm. So hopefully over time we'll be able to filter down and just kind of keep a current meta of just where the teams are landing, specifically in kind of like a competitive environment because I just, I'm just absolutely over the moon with how close so many of these teams were. Yeah, I really like it. It, it's, it, could, it could have been all over the place, but it, it was really cool that kind of we're establishing this. I think it was really good. You said it was like 100 people. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I really, yeah, it's really awesome to have that. That's a decent sample. So, yeah, it's really, really great. Um, it's good data to have. I think it's really interesting. Uh, so basically what I said to everyone was please choose a who's your top one team, who's your top two team, who's your top three team, who's your top four team, who's your top five. People who swung in, uh, basically teams that got elected one got five points two four etc and total of the points so skaven came in at 213 lizards 198 wood elves 122 undead 109 dark elves 105 dwarves 103 humans 82 elven union 78 amazon 61 and chaos dwarves 53 corn got no votes 
<laughs> at all. So nobody thinks Call is a top five team, but questionably, several people do think Ogres are a top five team. So uh, I think uh, <laughs> I like those players because uh, I'm with them because I think Ogre teams are great fun. Um, I mean, I guess the, the tier differential happens, I think, then on this top 10. I think this top 10 versus the bottom 10 is a bit of a rout. But the bottom 20 are in close. And I think that the top, like probably from 6 down to 26, there's a game there. Yeah, I know. I agree. Uh, to be fair, even the top, you could include the top five. I mean, the bottom three are definitely ones which you go in and think, ah, it's probably not going to be a win. But um, the, uh, like, you know, you can, you still get the games when, you know, uh, let's take, what's, what was one that was fairly low? Like, Renegades will beat Lizard Men. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Renegades, I put at number 20. Uh, but yeah, I just, I can't see Old World Alliance or Tomb Kings winning a winning very regularly against Skaven and 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 Lizardmen and stuff but they will yeah, it it's will not happen. It it's the game happen. when we said you you think that's ah, probably going to be a 2-1 Skaven. Uh, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be a 3-1. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 2-1 Lizardmen. Yeah, yeah. Vamps, Nurgle, Goblins, Ogres, Halflings, Snotlings. Those teams are going to struggle to win, but they've all got kind of a clear benefit to them. Like there is a reason you play Snotlings, there is a reason you play Halflings and Ogres and Goblins and Vampires, and even if it's just to do well with them, or just to do something special with them. So my dream of making a stunty quarterback is like my whole goal for running a Black Orc team. It's just to smush some dudes up and have a cool Goblin quarterback. I don't need yeah. to, I don't need to win all the games. I can just spend my time trying to level up this guy by making quick passes in the backfield until I can get him. <laughs> enough points to take accurate <laughs> mid-game training session yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not being funny but standing behind a troll and six blackhawks he's gonna have time um <laughs> like, and then you know just try and run it out there afterwards but you know all he needs is 12 quick passes and he can take accurate <laughs> <laughs> that can be a goal for the new yeah, season then. that's it that's my season goal is get that sweet accurate passing three plus goblin um just so he can sit at the back. Then I can give him OTB after another 14 passes. Uh, you know, and he's going to be wicked. And at the point, he's going to be amazing fun. And that's going to be my unique thing. Um, but, you know, there's there's something cool. There's there's goals for all these teams. I think that's... Here's a question. Yeah. Question around this. So we had the top 10 pretty consistent. Uh, this is probably this is probably a conversation for another, another podcast. But we can maybe get the... Um, I'll write it down. People are listening to have some comments. Um, should should the teams be more balanced? Should there be a distinct top ten, or do you think do you think it should change in future? If there were to be a hypothetical third, like a third season, do you think it should be a mix, or do you you think it should there should be clear winners and losers in Blood Bowl? I think they've done an incredibly good job at bringing the bottom lot up into the middle. And, mm -hmm. you know, we both agreed that actually the bottom 20 teams, you're going to have a good game. And there's argument there that goblins are better than Tomb Kings, you know, that they're going to win Tomb mm -hmm. Kings. Um, I think, I, I think it would, there's no 
there's not a lot of gain to nerfing Lizardmen now, to nerfing to nerfing Skaven, because every team has, in a way, basically been nerfed. They've all got throwing reductions, so those teams with high agility can't do that stuff anymore. Like, yeah, Lizardmen kind of got away with it because they didn't throw things anyway, and that's kind of why they've done so well at Skaven. They lost like four mm, four agile. Lost in game. Yeah, exactly. They kind of played the parity game. But if you look at the rest of the top ten, every other single team did get worse, essentially. It's just those teams tended to have like the the best fail case. Where, you know, Wood Elves, they're always going to be solid. Undead didn't do a lot of passing. Uh Dark Elves didn't do a lot of passing so they're going to survive dwarves didn't do a lot of passing humans passing when they did pass is now basically just the same or better you know elven mm -hmm. union stayed okay with passing you know amazons didn't really pass ever that's not what they did chaos dwarves didn't pass ever so the reason these teams have kind of stayed on parity level is because of the the shift of the rules these teams have kind of just weathered it but they were great before so i think what they've done is they've moved tier three up you know 0.2 of a tier they move the top tier down 0.2 of a tier i think for me that's enough except they need to fix amazons <laughs> i think they'll just re-release them with something else oh they just they just need a little bit more interest norse are wicked because they've got yeah. cool individual positionals amazons just need a little bit of uh just a little bit of identity that yeah. isn't just blodge guard um yeah three three seven yeah or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Six, four plus, four plus one. yeah i don't know what do you think um the it's 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 one of those things that's always difficult to describe like, and we the reason i was kind of thinking as well is because we had the discussion about people like like getting started with a blood bowl it's it's always a question which i've i've had is like well why are their teams just better than other teams that doesn't sound very fair and obviously the game is balanced with like inducements, but it's obviously not balanced because Blood Bowl is inherently imbalanced um, by design. And I think people love it because of that. Um, I think there's arguments we made for and against it. I think there could be... I, I think it'll be interesting to, I don't know, maybe come up with like community rosters or something like that, or maybe like come up with some tweaks, try and make teams better balanced like balanced but then i i feel like you start losing identity with the teams i think the reason i think it's really fun to have snotlings at the bottom because why would a snotling team be as good as a wood elf team like if you just think about like the lore of it like how on earth do you think, that, do you think like, that's maybe um, why that's okay like do you think maybe that's why we're kind of like yeah it makes sense the goblins are rubbish at stuff elves are like yeah maybe like, let, let's take the power yeah like let's take the warhammer skin off of this let's say the, this is madden tabletop and you have like certain teams that are just better than other teams mm, gonna, like, i'm gonna upset some nfl fans here but that's yeah uh... i don't know enough about it so you're gonna have to fill in the gaps the, here, but... the, the nfl for example does a great job of they they or as far as competitive sports go and um basically the worse position you do the best you'll pick in the draft so, you know, when it comes into the next year, the team that finished last gets to choose the first, just to get the first card out of the pack and go, yeah, actually, I want this player. That's the best player of the draft. I will take him for my team. And it kind of adds a level of parity. So I think there's a Dutch system called the ATV for Blood Bowl called All Teams Viable. And there's like 
79 tiers. Uh, that's not fair. There's there's tier 0 through to tier 6. And the whole point of it is to be like, well, actually, this team... So it's it, And you basically get between 10 and no skills to try and bring that parity in. And quite frankly, okay. if you're having a match play game, if you were... Um, if you had a new player and you bring him into Blood Bowl and you like, here's the power rating for for Skaven, Blizzardman and Wood Elves, they all get one skill. Undead, Dark Elves, Dwarves get two skills, you know, and Snotlings get ten skills. Well, they may not be, it may not be enough balance, but there's enough... Um, uh, what we talked about on last week's... On last, we need to do this weekly so I can get this right. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, <laughs> incentivizing worse teams with that potential of skills um it would, yeah I, there's just an element and i think any kind of war game any kind of game ever you know there's dps there's just a gun that is better there is a unit that has statistically better damage they just have better damage like it's just how maths works and if you look at all these teams they've just got a really good blend of those specific numbers um, whereas the teams that don't have those numbers just don't. This is why I'm hoping that we'll get a high edge, low strength team join us. I think that would be sweet. Like edge two plus strength two guys or strength the one guys. Yeah, exactly. The wear team way. I think is brilliant for this. I'll be sad to see Slan go because they are low armor, high mobility. Uh, yeah, it's, I think if they're edge four, they really fit that. Yeah, and they fit in the middle. Um, yeah. It's weird that Undead do so well, to be honest with you, because their linemen are garbage. I think statistically Undead, like from a stats point of view, Undead are rubbish. Like mummies can't do stuff. Zombies and skeletons. Well, uh, they're the only big guy that kind of can, aren't they? Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, like their linemen can't do stuff. They've got a few ghouls mm. and a few whites. That's it. But it doesn't hurt them as much as it hurts Necro, which is hilarious, because Necro have werewolves, which are better. Yeah. But it's that weird mix of stats, I think. I just, I'm just sure that Mike Davies has already explained this through some kind of tableau masterpiece uh, that I have yet to read. But um, I think, like, sort of answer the question I asked. I guess um, should it be balanced? I, I, I think, I think no, <laughs> because and this so you you've definitely explained very well that I think from a different take, people. Blood Bowl has been unbalanced for a long time by design, like like I said. People still play uh, goblins. People still play halflings because they're fun. And if you look at a game which is supposed to be balanced, there are people who don't play certain armies in 40k because they're bad. Well, it's a different and kind of game. Maybe that's... But you said this yeah, at the beginning. True. Yeah. Any team has a chance against any team. Um, yeah, and generally speaking, your team doesn't get removed. Uh, like you'll suffer some losses, but they're cheaper, so you've got the replacements. You know, and that's the vulnerability is that because of the way the game plays out, most things, like from an attrition point of view, are temporary because you reset after the mm -hmm. touchdown. Um, you know, so goblins, you might lose a couple of two, you know, couple maybe three goblins on a drive. One of them's going to come back, and you've got two spare anyway. So you start the next drive, it's fine. Like, you still get to play the game. I think that's why it's so important. Imagine playing Blood Bowl, but there was only one touchdown and the pitch was twice as long. That is Age of Sigma. Yeah. <laughs> right? You've already lost the yeah, game halfway great. through and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And uh, yeah. you just have to play it out. 
Like that's why people hate stalling in Blood Bowl. It's because they're like, oh, I don't want to spend another seven minutes of my life waiting for you to score. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. fine. Here, go paint seventy-five Space Marines and then lose a game. Uh, you know, I mean, you're an orc player, played. so yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> so no, I don't think it should be balanced. I think it's not bad, um, and I just don't know how you could do it uh, without having some kind of team value incentive for the for the the lower teams. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Um, and yeah. and that might be just it. Be like in a league, you know, tier three stuff. They start with eleven hundred, uh, or they get you know an extra hundred inducement every game. That's the only way I can see to kind of make it a little bit better because Skaven are generally speaking going to trounce any of those teams on the bottom of our league. Any any team on the bottom of power rankings is going to get trounced by our top five. I just I just don't think it's going to be close. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Snotlings, Halflings, Ogres, Goblins, Nurgle, Vampires, OWA, Tomb Kings, and Corn. So actually, you know, Corn, Tomb Kings, and Old World Alliance are going to make a game of it, but those teams are all very vulnerable to falling apart. Corn are going to yeah. frenzy kill themselves. Tomb Kings might literally fall apart because of decay, but the agility is just going to mean they're going to drop the ball more often. And OWA is going to suffer the same if they're going to run out of reroll, so they're going to lose the ability to do stuff. And yeah, I just think. Then the rest of the teams literally fall apart. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy with where the balance is at the moment. Yeah, leave leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Mm. Tell us what you think, or go on Facebook, or and yeah, post it. Because I just I genuinely want to hear what people think. Like, do do you, do you think the system is really good as it is, or do you think it could change and how? Because it's, it's it's interesting to talk about. Interesting uh, to think. We've got a couple of topics that we do desperately need to start talking about on the podcast. One of them is Blood Bowl Sevens yeah. in 2020, but actually, balance in Blood Bowl is a great topic um especially as we've yeah. now ranked all the teams uh we've got like a, a kind of a good starting point to be like actually what fun things can you do i think the format changes uh because you know like actually the kind of game you're playing um sevens benefits some teams i think it benefits stunty teams that's why i love sevens i think sevens is a great equalizer and uh, we need to start farming some rules for that in blood bowl 2020 ben because i am excited for the next series of seven super series when we're allowed to me too so much yeah it's gonna be good really really hope for that uh groovy right ben is there anything else you want to add on power rankings i think that's it just thank you to everyone who submitted it's it's really cool to have this data very very exciting to read that data's great it is thank you i had a great time definitely not at work looking through it and because every time (laughs) someone submits that form it adjusts the uh the table that's so, exciting. <laughs> I, so literally while we we're recording, something went up and something went down. I was like, ooh, that's cool. Like I get to do that. So that's gonna be great fun. Anyway, guys, we are gonna wrap up the show here. Thank you for joining us for probably another two hours of Blood Bowl nonsense. It's great to have you here. If you're new, thank you for joining us. Like we are here every other week and we basically have Blood Bowl content on our YouTube channel every single day. So please get in contact. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, today, Saturday or Sunday, you're going to see a painting competition, potentially a fumble tournament and a couple of other things we've got going on because we are going to have a good time in 2021, whether we have to just force it or not. Right, we're going to go for That's it. Something for everyone there as well. That's the plan. That's the plan. And because we're kind of greedy, we love it all anyway. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that works great. Right. Ben, ben, thanks so much yeah. for hanging out, man. It's cool to chat. Oh, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Cool, cool, cool. Right. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for joining. Take care. Bye-bye.